Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. David Thompson's home in San Francisco, my day was far from done. I had about an hour to get all the way across the bay for the fourth and final chapter of my San Francisco quartet. So I took the Underground Railroad to Berkeley. Waiting for me there was a man I had never met or spoken to before. A man by the name of Thaddeus Russell. Now, I'm not one of those people who are obsessed with pronouns, they, them, pronouns in bio, but I will say this, I am ardently, passionately pro-noun. Persons, places, things, love them all. Can't get enough. I especially get excited about persons. And I also get excited about places. Not all of them, perhaps, but you can talk me into just about anywhere, if you know my passwords. But what I especially, especially get excited about is persons who are fixed to places. I think we are all enamored of persons who are fixed to a place. Most of our favorite writers are fixed to a place. Some are nimble enough to fit more than one place under their fingerprint, while others like to watch the plants grow in their backyard. But it's hard to think of a writer without immediately also thinking of a place. Sometimes it's a very particular kind of building or space. Sometimes it's a city. Sometimes it's a region. Sometimes it's a whole country. Sometimes it's anything but a country, as the author's place. Hemingway was fixed to anything but a country, at least the one he's from. He's the exile writer. For the exile, places are even a sort of addiction. As he wrote in A Farewell to Arms... There were many words you could not stand to hear, and finally only the names of places had dignity. Even Borges, whom we read for his 
kaleidoscopic ideas and cerebral mythologies, and never for his geography, even Borges finally evokes a place. And if you're into him, you know what it is. It's the library. I did not know much about Thaddeus Russell as a person before we met. I know he has a podcast called Unregistered with a bunch of interesting guests from all over the place. I know he wrote a book called The Renegade History of the United States, which is about the, quote, drunkards, prostitutes, gangsters, unassimilated immigrants, and bad blacks who changed American society for the better. I did notice that his ears are open, as he's been quick to promote emerging new voices he's discovered online, such as our mutual friends Jack of the Perfume Nationalist and Birdo of Ghost Jail, plus he's a fan of Red Scare. Not a very common thing at any level in this current world to have open ears. Even among the content class, people aren't really interested in other people which is strange given how much they seek the approval of all those people they don't really give a shit about. Paradox alert. But yeah, um, don't mistake obsessive social approval for an actual interest in the sole substance of the people whose generic approval you crave. Persons are a niche interest, at least these days. Maybe they always were. The other thing I knew about Thaddeus Russell just from being online, is that he makes people really mad by asking questions they don't like to hear. I know all about the desire to punish someone who asks too many questions, and I know the type of person who does it anyway, perhaps because he enjoys the punishment. Rebel, provocateur, contrarian, there are many names. I, in a rare Talmudic turn, gravitate to thinking of this type of person simply as the questioner. Don't tell the Armenians I've been taking any Talmudic turns. Questioners come in all kinds of shapes and sizes and values and IQ levels. But I know one when I see one. I've been studying the type for a long time, and I sympathize with the shenanigans of the type. Maybe even empathize, because I am obviously a questioner myself of some kind. Not necessarily by nature, perhaps more so by aspiration. There's a long line of really enchanting questioners, and so, of course, I was influenced by them. And how much by them, and how much by their specific questions, who can exactly say? Don't ask, don't tell, is sometimes the law, is it not? Not knowing Thaddeus Russell beyond these superficial impressions, I did not know what the question for this adventure was going to be. But then I found out there's a place at the heart of Thaddeus Russell, the place where he grew up, steeped in diversity, as his parents plotted the communist revolution in the living room. The place where he went to high school and started his troublemaking career, the place whose alma mater never accepted him, either a student or professor or even guest. Thaddeus Russell is a child of Berkeley. 
There's a time when the operation of the machine becomes so odious, makes you so sick at heart that you can't take part. You can't even passively take part. And you've got to put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels, upon the levers, upon all the apparatus, and you've got to make it stop. And you've got to indicate to the people who run it, to the people who own it, that unless you're free, the machine will be prevented from working at all. Now, Berkeley, as you know, has a very specific reputation. There are not too many cities that evoke a character, a literal character, as specifically as Berkeley. Berkeley fashions itself a bastion of progressive questioning. And if that identity is far more laughable and annoying and incurious now than it once was back when it was at least comfortable advertising itself as free speech, well, then at least Berkeley still succeeds in making us all mad, 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 annoyed, and pissed off. And Thaddeus Russell is a child of Berkeley. He is a Berkeley boy. So I asked him to give me a tour of Berkeley, where I assumed we would stumble upon some interesting questions. Because to be a renegade child of Berkeley is to be a questioner of questioners. And every proud questioner has at least one question to which he or she is afraid to know the answer. I mean, this is going to be about the the decline and rise of bad Tad. Oh, okay. Whatever you want. But either way, but but both, <laughs> both, all of it. Like, uh, yeah. You know, the world, the the Berkeley, according to you, is, seems really, yeah, like, appropriate. So let me that, take let me take a picture of. Sure. And you want to use this? You're just going to be like. Yeah, I'm just going, going to be back yeah. and forth. I'm just going to be holding it. Okay. Like, in between. Um, the one thing is, I need to score some weed. Okay. Like immediately. Well, you wherever. Yeah. Um, I have a pen if you want. If you oh, need. If you can. Yeah. 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 This is sativa. Here you go. Perfect. You're the man. Yeah. You bring it just in case. You know. I hope it's the just batteries press, right? working. Just yeah. Press. Just press. Keep it pressed. 
inhale and if it should be working uh, I didn't see it okay. not really god damn it okay hold on let me let me just take a quick Man. oh wait no it's off oh yeah you just gotta do the five okay yeah I gotta do the five yeah I'm, I'm very used to these things <laughs> yeah no, hold on one two three four I'm five always, always losing mine that's always annoying me hello it's on right I need to see all right this is tricking me one second All right, we're good. Working? It's working, yeah. So just keep it hold, held okay. as you inhale. One thing. Yeah. And then we're off and running. Uh, then I want to like talk about this and how you want to do this, but I got some ideas okay. for you. Um, that might make it better. Just one second. Let's see. Wednesday. This is where your no, dad. Tell me, what you, tell me what you want to do. I want to. I want your life. I want to get your life. I want your life story okay. as a, like the making of a renegade in Berkeley, a, a radical among radicals. All right, let's walk. Okay. Let's go. Let's start. So the house. The house is that block. So we have to just. It's that block, but across the street. Okay. So we just have to cross this beginning section. And then right. it's, the story starts there. Then we'll, we'll walk across here. Then we'll get in the car. Okay. Then I'll give you a tour. Of, so. Yeah. Do you know Berkeley at all? I mean, I've been here a, a few times, <laughs> and I, I, but I don't have a, a real understanding of it, you know? Um, I don't have, like, Neither a... Neither do I. <laughs> I don't, yeah, it's, it's, it was, uh, Berkeley was always this symbol of, of, uh, leftardation for me, you mm. know? And... Mm. No kidding. Yeah. It's gone beyond retarded now. They've just gone into another dimension entirely. I can't even... I can't speak with people. No, I mean, I don't... I you don't, can't even talk to people. Like, so I live in East Oakland, which is kind of the hood, which is like normal. Right. Normal people live there. You know, we know there's no politics. It's great. As soon as I fucking come here, everybody's wearing a mask. I can't speak to them. They are all insane. It is like... they. I don't even come to my hometown anymore. But we'll talk about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's... Uh, I'm, yeah. Cu I'm curious as to how you... I mean, you stuck around here... Right. No. Oh, no, you haven't. No, no, no. I just came back two years ago. Oh, okay. So. I was in New York City for 17 years, L.A. for eight years. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, I'm 56 years old, so. I thought, yeah, okay. That, make, that makes more sense. Second, yeah. So, like, to be here the whole time would, would, was, oh, would have been fuck. interesting. Oh, no. What oh, brought you back, ultimately? Holy shit, no. Oh, oh, uh, necessity. Let's oh, okay. Also, it's, there are really nice things about it, of course. Um, it's not like, Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about all that. Yeah. One of the interesting things is all this shit's the same. This is exactly, the antique store? Exactly all this is the same. Exactly the same. This is, yeah, I like the, the, I like the, the facade. Off. It's very weird around yeah, here because so much has changed. You know? The one business that remains are antique. Is that? Well, no, I mean, is it, is it not? Is the, the store yeah. the same? Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the, crazy. All these, all these storefronts are exactly the same. They've never. American haircuts. It's still just like junky old shops. They haven't been. Um, yeah. What you might call it, gentrified. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll talk about that. I wonder if they're uh, they're just like fronts. So this is Otis Street. This is the famous Otis Street. Otis Street. This is the, everybody who knows me knows Otis the name Otis Street because I always talk about it. So this is where I was when I was a kid. And for like for like half my childhood. I don't want to like. Right. 
Well, but spend so half of it in the hills too, where the right. people are. <laughs> um, and and this is where you had this this Welbeckian experience, like where huh. I feel like he too, his ki his parents, kind of went went hippie at a young age, uh, I, uh, from what I understand. Uh, I'm not an expert on his uh -huh. biography, but I just. Uh -huh. You know, but you know, Jack's gonna teach a he's gonna teach a course on Welbeck. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna talk. And I, yeah, and I know nothing about it. Uh, well, I zero, I, I, zero. Uh, to warm up for that course. I'm gonna do a, a, a pod with him on on elementary particles and submission, uh, uh, which I just read for that purpose, uh -huh. and uh, in a few days. And and but I, my, I just heard that. I mean, my uncle, whom I, I they're very good books. I, I'm a big fan already. Okay. Um, oh, look at so that lady the with the gray hair. So this is where I live. Oh, this I, is the place you live. All right, let me that, take it. Yeah, this is where I lived when I was between 9 and 13. Well, no, longer than that, but that was the one I lived here full-time. Mm -hmm. 29, 27, Otis Street. Yeah, this is the driveway. It's a it's but, a cute house. I mean, well, it's a cute Well, they redid it, yeah. This yeah. was all overgrown when I lived here as a kid. It was all fucked up and overgrown. They've redone it, so it's much nicer here. But yeah, it's the same, same house, same little mm -hmm. co the cottage. Look how big it is. So there were four of us. <laughs> right, and this, um, very, in this yeah, like. To my parents, my brother, and a big dog. And then after, are you recording? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and been on after, this whole time. And then, God, they really clean this up. This is a good spot. Um, wow, they really cleaned up my cottage. So I, after, after high school, I lived in this little cottage behind the house. I mm -hmm. came back here. This little one, it was a two-room cottage. It is a two-room cottage. One big room at the bottom, one on the top, and I shared it with my buddy Bobby Bell, and that's when I learned to love marijuana. Mm -hmm. So we would just get high every night. At, at the age of? This was right after, 18. 18, yeah. Yeah, and I was working uh, a minimum wage job downtown Berkeley, for, which was at that time three thirty-five an hour. Mm. <laughs> and I lived here, and the rent was $95 a month, and we could not afford it, and we got evicted. Oh, God. That's how poor I was. But... Um, but then I just went back and li uh, lived with my father. But yeah, so this was, but this was like, we're talking the 1970s when I was a kid here, and then in the 19, early 80s here, mm -hmm. you know, and this is Berkeley then, so I mean, we had hippies, we had everybody coming in and out of here. Um, major, our, the guy who took over this house was a major grower. He had a whole, he had a whole grow right here in this house that mm -hmm. I'm pointing out where I lived before. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you were saying in your in in your the bio you had that that on your site that you had all this wonderful access and you didn't need to depend on uh, dealers and oh bullshit. well my dad yeah my dad grew also <laughs> which was funny that's another story but yeah so here's so right here is the back of um, back of some stores on the other side of this is a, that commercial street Adeline Street mm -hmm. and this is the back of the store um, and they used to dump all their just garbage back here there was a dump there used to be a dumpster right here mm -hmm. and they would just dump stuff like big pieces of wood and shit and like and kids from the neighborhood we would hang out here and it was a motley crew and that's a whole other story but I, we were hanging out here one day and playing with a bunch of group with a group of kids and all of a sudden bang I went unconscious oh my god <laughs> and I woke up like a minute or two later and blood was streaming down my head anyway someone had I still don't know exactly what but someone had either like hit me with a brick or a board over the head and no, really nobody hard. knows why or who and no one and not there were all these other kids there and no one ever admitted to it or, or said who it was or snitched or anything oh so it's a dumb fuck kid 
Yeah, and then I got taken to the hospital. My mother's, I remember this thinking, I remember my mother saying, my bra is soaked in blood. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's the, la the lasting memory. Look how small this fucking place is. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, I, it's a, every time I come back, I'm like, damn. So once I got so angry at um, my parents that, let's see if I can find it, one of these boards, I took an ax handle. Uh, the neighbor gave me an ax handle because he saw that I was pissed off and he said, take it out on this. And, and one of these boards in this fence, I just attacked it and I broke a fucking, I broke it in two. And I was eight years old at the time. Mm -hmm. And then from then on, I would use it as a portal into this back, into this backyard right here. And there used to be Doberman Pinchers who lived in this house. But I would, this was kind of the adventure. I'd go in there and sneak around by myself. They seem like good lemons. Try, and then that, now they got this dope lemon tree, yeah. which they did not have then. This used to be a kumquat tree. Oh wow, bamboo, that's new too. Damn, they, they put, this used to be this fucked up old kumquat tree that used to just like mm -hmm. drip kumquats. Drip kumquat. <laughs> you know, and it's always gross and they weren't good kumquats and, then, and it was all dark because kumquats of that Kumquats are too. iffy. Yeah. And now they replaced it with a beautiful line of bamboo, which I love, it's really beautiful. Oh yeah, I like the bamboo. So it's much nicer now and they clean this house up, this is much nicer. But this house used to be full of Doberman pinchers who would just like bark at you as soon as you walk, every time you walk by. How pleasant. Now they've got an electric car here. I yeah. mean, this is Berkeley, is just so Yeah. But I'm amazed at how small that fucking little cottage is. But it's small, but you had room to kind of play around, which is like a nice... Uh, the woman in there were looking at us. Yeah, well, <laughs> what, is, what is she going to do? Because we're not wearing masks. I wonder masks. if she heard my story. Yeah. So this is Otis Street. So this was, um, this is really seminal for me. And I've written about it a lot. Uh, this block right here was like really, so demographic. So it was really mixed in terms of white and black. Mm -hmm. I'd say it was about 50-50. It was pretty close to 50-50. Maybe a little more black than white, but all my friends were black. So right here across the street, directly across the street, that was, a, that was an interesting family. Uh, the patriarch, whose name was Boots, <laughs> was this older... I, I guess he was white. I don't know. He might have been just very, very light-skinned, but I always thought of him as white, but he had this big black family. <laughs> oh, interesting. Like... <laughs> like uh, Steve Martin in The Jerk or something. Oh, maybe. Uh, you know what I mean? He said no. He, he said he's a because he was raised by a black family in the, right. in that movie. Oh, yeah. and he said I was I was born I was born a poor black child. Child, I know that. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, Boots was the father. He's of a this, father. Which, he's so he's the opposite, like but the he inverse. Wasn't the dad, dad, because all the kids were dark. Right. Um, too dark to be his. And and one of the one of those kids was my best friend Michael, who was a big kind of chubby kid, kind of like Fat Albert. And then mm. Daniel lived over here right next door also both black and they used to harass the shit out of me and just for being like, an atheist for being white oh, for being for white being, just for being a little fag you know, right you know whatever well i mean that's what yeah that's what ha that's what i was a little you know nerdy little intellectual shy little faggy kid to them i'm sure and so it's just easy picking and how did you end up endearing yourself to them to the point that <laughs> they became your best friends is why or what did yeah well i mean i don't know i mean i guess obviously they must have been cool at times but i mean there was another kid here I spent a whole summer afraid to come out of the driveway mm -hmm. <laughs> because he was going to kick my ass, supposedly. He never did, but um, then down the street was Hootie and Julian, who were also two of my best friends. <laughs> and Hootie and I are still friends on, on Facebook, but they fucking threw rocks at our house once. Oh. There was all this tension um, wow. and all this violence. I mean, this is kids, but it was, these were all black kids. It was yeah. all black kids and I was against my brother and me. But like we were also their friends at the same time, and we played incredible f games of football in the street here, like Fat Albert style. Mm -hmm. uh, Bill Cosby, there's a great bit about it, about doing um, f uh, touch football in the street. It was exactly that, you know. So I mean, and I would hang out and have fun and have adventures with them every night. But then like 
maybe they'd steal my bike once. Daniel stole my bike once. And, or maybe uh, they'd like beat me down. Never badly, but like right. beat me up or humiliate me. Like I remember Daniel held me upside down from that banister right there. Oh, okay. He held me over that banister the way that uh, Suge Knight held uh, Vanilla Ice apparently <laughs> over by my fucking I'm glad he didn't lose his uh, yeah. grip. I'll never forget that. It scared the shit out of me right there. Yeah, that that would scar. That would scar. That would that would make a that would make a racist out of the this the, is the, the, this is the, the, thing. the most liberalist of us. This is the thing. It's like right. We used to get our asses kicked by the kids in Berkeley because this is the '70s, and that's when like they just gave over all these major positions to black people and, and Latinos just for political reasons. Mm-hmm. And so like all the vice principals and principals at all the schools I went to, yeah. all those all like black women who would just be these most authoritarian Kamala Harris. When I see Kamala Harris, I'm like, oh, honey, I've known you since 1972. <laughs> I've known, I've known you, you've, I've been in your office since 1972. Um, she's that authoritarian type. Um, so yeah, why wasn't I, why didn't I become like a fucking Klansman? Yeah, why, how did you avoid that fate? <laughs> not only did you not become one, but you became like a- uh, Way more, yeah. You super, uh, uh, you became a booster of black, American culture. Major celebrant, for sure. A celebrant. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was right exactly here. I remember listening to Al Green, you know, for the first mm. time in the 70s when Al Green was, like, new, you know. Okay. Um, this and, is magical because on the in, in my Uber earlier today when I was going to David Thompson's house, uh-huh. out of nowhere, Al Green comes on the radio yeah. and they, uh, uh, like, let's stay together. And I'm like, what? Yeah. How, on a normal, like, in a radio station that doesn't play. And I thought, and I love Al Green. And I've yeah. seen him in live and everything. And Me too. Amazing. Oh god damn one of the best shows i've ever seen sorry yeah so yeah you were you were saying though but yeah. he, he was anyway that's just very interesting connection so al green starts playing and, over here yeah marvin Gaye, and then like disco starts in 76 75 76 and i remember like boogie oogie oogie like dancing to it and just and being around black kids all the time i don't know just all the time being around black kids so the language the slang the way of holding yourself the way masculinity was modeled for me by black kids right um black these were all black boys i had no black girlfriend the black right. girls were the terrors holy shit they were the ones who would really fuck with me at school again kamala man i'm telling you there was something now it's funny i live in east oakland and like the black women who live there are amazing to me i love them they're, they're probably so all into you though. super friendly maybe that's what it is or i don't know yeah, but, but there's like a thing there. but then god when i was a kid oh fuck man i still have like nightmares about anita somebody and wanda this and like shaniqua that i'm like yeah just Ani- beat the fuck out of I, honestly anita somebody would be a good name <laughs> for one of these characters i know right um so yeah, I like, need to somebody to help me out with this. So I guess I mean that I always say, and I've written about this. That's the moment when I became fell in love with black culture. Mm-hmm. At the very same time, I'm getting my ass whooped. So you, the music, it's like yeah, it's like it's a people. classic sexual perversion in the making. It's like <laughs> you're hearing this beautiful sexual sensual music of Marvin Gaye and Al Green. At the yeah. same time, you're getting beaten. Yeah. At the same time, you're getting bullied. Uh, yeah, of course it would turn anyone into a yeah. into an admirer. Of. And I will say this: I want to. I was thinking, like, is it analogous to like the black kid in a southern white neighborhood? Not quite, because although close, the only thing is I can't remember them being like really racial about it. Like I don't remember being called names. Right. Like racial names. Right. Um, fag, I think a lot faggot, but we all, but everybody said that. Yeah, right? no, you know that was all. All boys said faggot. So it was just that I was vulnerable I think yeah I was very like just I was shy then I was very different um that's my guy skinny super skinny skinny white boy yeah super skinny white boy and just 
and an intellect, you know, a little, I was reading books and shit, so I was probably just... Was, what were the first books that you got? I was a mark, you know? What was the first, t- what were the first, like, books that you started reading with, like, real passion as a kid? Um, I mean, like, young adult, what would be called, like, young adult fiction now? Like, um, my favorite book is Roald Dolls. It's a book no one knows about. It's called Danny Champion of the World. Oh, interesting. Yeah, which, it's, it's, the, it's his one book that no one knows about, but it was, it's my favorite. It's about a boy growing up with his dad in a, in a trailer, basically, a caravan yeah. in, in England. And they go on these adventures and stuff, but and commit a crime, a cool, a cool crime. A cool though. crime. Like a, good, a virtuous crime. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, but stories. I was into stories, so fiction. I wasn't, a no, I didn't do a non... I can't imagine a kid reading nonfiction, though. That's like... Well, but I was in a political house. That's true. People would think... I I said that because people would assume I was into that shit. Um, But for me, you know, my parents were having meetings in that cottage with revolutionary revolutionary socialists who were literally planning a revolution, Alec. I mean, (laughs) and they called each other comrade, dude. Like, this was was for real. No, I mean, and they laid out the... No, fucking party newspaper. I'm not fucking with you. On our kitchen table right there in that cottage right in front of me, you know. But it was like, you know... The workers will take over the means of production and the factories will be ours and capitalism is about to collapse and, you know, straight up communist shit. And they were planning a revolution. So and but I didn't know what any of that meant. So it's kind of like Charlie Brown parents, you know, so. So I just knew that it was good and virtuous, that that's what you were supposed to be. Right. Like a church. It's like a church. I mean, it's exactly a church. Right. If not a cult. (laughs) To me, they're all I mean. I wouldn't put one above the other, you know. I mean, like, that's why I wouldn't differentiate among those three. They're well, all it's hard to it's hard to differentiate in general. You know, well, there's sometimes. this very there's a very coherent, very powerful central ideology, right? That kind of defines the community, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and so and people take it for granted, right? That's sort of the social contract in a sense to, for joining that community is to agree yeah. on this whole set of beliefs, right? Um, whether that's about Jesus Christ or it's about Karl Marx. Um, and so, and that's, that's the existence of the, that, the community is established and defined upon that very set of ideas. And so if you challenge that set of ideas, it's, a, it's existential. Yeah. The threat. So you can't call into question anything about socialism the... being, you know, a good thing. Right. Yeah. No, <laughs> no you I can't mean, do that. Yeah, you, right? you, no, you couldn't do that. Or but, Christ being a good person. Right. Right. right? You wouldn't call. No, you wouldn't <laughs> call that into question. But you might call into question the feasibility of uh, a bunch of uh, Poindexter, or, uh, uh, you know, bookish communists taking over the means of production. Yeah. You um, know, like when you're planning a revolution, part like like how much of that is how much of that is a an earnest, how much of that is an awareness of what what you're actually t- saying you're doing. Or just a pure delusionary board game. Well, let me tell you what was going on. I didn't even mention this. So when we lived in this cottage, my stepfather um, worked for several years in a steel mill in Fremont, which is I don't know, forty-five minutes from here. Mm-hmm. Dry. He would commute to get up at four in the morning before dawn. I remember that. And fucking dry. And this dude went to listen to this. This dude's father was in the State Department. He's my stepfather. Yeah. Okay. Uh, his father was a diplomat in the State Department. Okay, my stepfather grew up, part, half of his childhood was spent in Paris and Moscow. Oh, okay. okay, hold on. He went to, he went to Exeter Academy, mm-hmm. okay? The most elite prep school in the country at the time. Yeah. Then he went to the University of Chicago, mm-hmm. all right? That's who we're talking about, yeah. okay? He chose instead he, a, a path that, that led him to this tiny little cottage working in a steel mill, bro. Mm-hmm. 
because of his belief in this shit. Mm-hmm. That's deep. That and, is deep. No, that is hey, that's, that's commitment. commitment. I respect yes. that. I respect that. <laughs> no, I respect commitment. Well, he's a piece of shit. Okay, and he gave up for a bunch of reasons. And he gave he, he gave up the cause about mm, four or five years later. You know, totally. And now he's like, give a fuck. And he's all about living a rich life in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So you know, how deep was it really? That's an interesting yeah. question. Well, it's a, well, but but at the time, yeah. I guess I'm trying to think like at the time when you were going to LARP, as we say. Uh, with the live action role playing, you know, like the sure. like dollar, and it's like if you're gonna LARP as a revolutionary, you probably you're closer to reality enough that you you might actually take up a job where you're a steel worker as part of your little pl- plan. I don't think now people would do anything like that. They I'm would sorry, just... I'm being triggered at the moment. Oh no, what happened? I can't. I still can't, man. We're two years in, and when you come to Berkeley, oh, they're still people wear the masks when they're alone outdoors. Outdoors, yeah. Alone. This girl just walked by woman young woman just walked by all by herself on this empty street and she's got a big mask on let's go bully her thank god she has headphones on so we can just talk mad shit right behind her back (sighs) oh i i when you're in berkeley so check it out whenever i I can't come to berkeley i live in oakland i can't come over because this this happens to me i see this all over and i'm like this is where free speech the free speech movement was you motherfuckers yeah this is where freedom used to be talked about you bitches this is where you know we used to be anti-war for good shit right now you look like a bunch of fucking Chinese automatons. Yeah. Anyway, you're asking me? No, I mean, I, yeah, I've been, I mean, I've been, like, I've endured my share of screams from masks. Be- I, I never wore a mask when I went outside because it made literally zero sense from the very beginning. I could not have lived in Berkeley. No, I was going to say, so like the most highly educated zip codes, zip codes mm-hmm. in the world, Berkeley, yeah, basically. Are the most retarded. <laughs> I would imagine. I, I, per capita, I'm sure there's more PhDs in this town than any other. Right. Um, um, yeah, right. They acted like they'd never taken a science class. Yeah. I don't think they had. I mean, in well, real... But that's yeah. weird. But yeah. I don't even... I still am processing that one. Like, <laughs> Well, clear, well one thing, the one thing that's clear about being highly educated is that it, it, uh, highly educated people are the most... The, are the least independent-minded, it seems to me, just because mm, they're, they're, so, they're yeah. so conscious of... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a direct... Obviously, it's yeah. not like a This pure. explains my whole audience, dude. This explains... No, seriously. And, and Jack's audience. Like, yeah, they're... It's working-class intellectuals. I've always yeah. said that's who we are. That's who they are. Working-class intellectuals. People who weren't trained by the fucking academy to think in a particular way, but who were brilliant and curious nonetheless and just did and just took that curiosity and brilliance in their own direction. Um, well, of but course uh, they're smarter. Many of things, they're, yeah, they're also, they're, all, they're, they're accustomed to, uh, they're accustomed to checking things against reality because they're yeah, involved in totally. reality. Right, like, like for instance, you know, having to like work for a living. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, and not just assuming that the academy will carry you all the way from grad, from Exeter to University of Chicago to graduate school to political science department at Harvard, right? Right. Which is what it used to be. Yeah. You know, you had this pipeline where if you just did the work and said the right things, you could have a gig like that forever. Right. Yeah. Until you couldn't, and until then you become this the bitter sort of bags we deal with now. Exactly. But, but that's why it's because like they had exactly. this, they were settled into this train of conformity that was going to take them. Straight to the you know the, the tops of yeah that was now. the left that was the academic left that took over academy the academy and now there's no jobs left and so the rest of them are antifa in the streets, um, talking wild shit and wearing masks like making no sense I mean it's gibberish yeah. left left discourse has now become just pure gibberish yeah it has which is which is in a way it's good because that way it's like it's easier to just sort of like you know just 
sort of like. But we were talking about something. Wait, there was something about here, the street I was getting to. Well, we got, we're talking about black kids. We're we talking about direct. white. I talking got, about you getting. I got you triggered by that. You got triggered young by woman the, with the mask. The mask. You were talking about your step. Well, your stepdad. Mm, uh, commitment to communism. Commitment to co- yeah. Well, the fact that oh yeah, the fact that even though he was probably a total flake, he was still willing to take up a job at a steel factory in his like attempt at being. I just want to announce to the audience that there's evidence that the neighborhood has been gentrified by lesbians. <laughs> oh yeah, the Continue. evidence is don't, copious. Don't, don't look. Don't, no, no, I don't. I, I don't like to look at lesbians. Act natural. Lesbians. Act natural. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, yes, sir. It'll be sorry. the easiest <laughs> challenge of my life to not look at this, honestly. Um, yeah. No, I mean, but but but, it's it's like uh, there was a certain yeah the, the 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 transition which you talk about also with your parents the transition from like radical communists to radical consumer capital uh, mm. luxury consumer capitalists is a very interesting one to track. Totally. In the boot among boomers. Well, that's why they left, and they knew. That's the one thing I'd give them credit for. My parents, they, unlike a lot of their commie friends, knew that you didn't get the good shit in communism, and they liked the good shit, um, and so they split. I think they're all fucking selfish. I mean, I, I think that being a revolution, being a radical well, in America, is a selfish man. act. Well, I don't know. Let's walk. I mean, because anyway. let me no, but let me tell. I don't know yeah. about that because, as I said, a lot, most of my fr- my parents' commie friends stayed in the movement like forever forever i mean into their 40s 50s 60s 70s died in them i mean i just one of my mother's best friends just died she was a lifelong commie political activist who never made any money and that's all she ever did what did she do the last 30 years of her life son of a bitch man i mean it shit is so depressing i mean and i'm talking about also like mike parker uh he's another one who used to sit in our room right play poker right in that cottage He fucking moved to Detroit, became an electrician to organize the fucking workers, the electrical workers of Detroit for a revolution, mm-hmm. and never met, you know, that, and lived in fucking Detroit, like in the city, yeah. in the city, white family, in, you think I had it rough? In yeah, the city, Detroit. in the 1970s, 80s, and 90s, can you fucking imagine? Yeah. Like he ch- and he, he raised his child, his little white girl, she was the only white kid in her entire school. How did you she think I had out? it tough here? I asked her about it. What's that? How did she turn out? Did she turn out I normal? Mean, she's turned out like nerdy and book what you would expect and, and commie. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, but her, her 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 feelings about race would be very interesting to, to probe <laughs> sometime. You know, like it used it did used to be well, possible to be a le- to be a even a commie and still have a somewhat realistic filter on kind of day-to-day human interactions. Maybe you know, like I I don't know I don't know exactly, but it seems like there was. A little less like social correctness among hardcore leftists of that era than there is now. Um, yeah, they were well. They weren't into policing speech, right? Speech. Well, they were in this in their. I feel like well, yeah, they, yes they, and no, no. Policing ideology, for right. sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My, yeah, but you're right. Speech-wise, they were far more. My mother, my mother was famous for expelling her friends from the organization they belonged to, <clears throat> International Socialists. Yeah. Take a picture. They would get into, yeah. They would get into these fights. Huh. Yeah, this corner looks exactly like it did. This, this has, for some so reason, cute. this little corner of Berkeley has not changed since the 1970s since I was here. Less tiny little bit over here, but no, these are the same storefronts. These were also antique stores, just like this. Yeah. These were fucked up antique stores. I never saw a single person go into one of these stores. Ever. Are they even open anymore? I mean, it's, and they've it's been like, they've been in business for at least fifty years, and I've never seen a single person go in or out. It's bizarre. 
We gotta get to the bottom of this we of that do. mystery that at some point. Mystery, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, this was also the era of, well, at least my parents, like not parenting. Not parenting. Oh, they the just 70s. let us go wild. Yeah, I was free. <laughs> you were on the streets right here. I mean, this is this huge intersection. Huge danger. Can you imagine letting a seven-year-old kid like hang out here by himself? Hang out. Yeah, it would like, be. Can you imagine a yeah. see, seeing a seven-year-old right here, totally Just by himself? But and probably a ton of seven-year-olds. Oh yeah, my brother was even younger. Yeah, he was four. <laughs> and I remember my brother losing control of his bike right here, heading right toward Ashby Avenue. Oh god. And thank God he didn't go in. But like we were here, we were. Can you imagine seeing seven and four-year-old kids right here all yeah. by themselves? Yeah. We don't anymore. But do, like, you, do you do you feel like you were lucky? in any way because of this or do you feel like well like what's your assessment of that freedom because yeah, right. somewhat somehow it's, it's in some in many ways it sounds like wonderful sure. no it exactly was yes no i so i i used to brag about my childhood like all through college and stuff just because it was so exotic and cool and everything and yeah revolutionary parents and blah 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 um and then i realized i hated my parents and that it was a terrible childhood and then i spent all my time talking about that and it's what the the, the actual um, truth for me is both very much it was wonderful and terrible <laughs> when did you realize it, the terror like what when was when did the terror therapy uh, in my 30s mm. yeah <laughs> when I was having panic attacks and couldn't um, my anxiety was out of control and, uh, and it was out of it was out of I mean no, this is pri private but I'm just like thinking like <laughs> There has to be. I mean, I know. I mean, I've, I, it's it's a, it's become something that I, I've noticed now, where like ki the kids of like hyper hippie uh, lefty parents have often bounced hard in the other direction. Um, yeah. Well, Adam Carolla is actually another example. Of this. Is it? Oh, really? His, I mean, his parents were like his mom. They they were soft, soft like hippie lefties. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. who, who who didn't who did not pay much attention Carole. to. That's funny. Yeah, who were also negligent. In that negli way. Yeah, just and like just like spiritually negligent too. It's not like they weren't aggressively negligent. Yeah. They would do. They would just do things like forget to feed him and shit and like. Yeah, that was them. That was my parents. Yeah, yeah. just forget. So you guys have a very yeah. It's a very familiar. That's it. I didn't know that about him. Yeah, with the same, my mother would be like, oh, dinner. Oh yeah, that. So black and white liquors. I would walk across this crazy ass intersection when I was a kid. And I would come here and buy comic books, and I want to go see if they have the comic books here. I doubt they do. Yeah, let's see. That would be great. So this was like 1973, 74, Marvel, when Marvel was a, just comic books. Right. Not yeah. not not foreign policy. <laughs> exactly. And it was over here, but it's on. That's sad, because I would love to see some comic books right here. here where Mar and this is where I got introduced to X-Men and stuff. Now, the thing is, thank God, well, I don't know whatever I gave that up entirely when I grew up <laughs> yeah but as a kid Marvel was awesome I don't give a fuck about Marvel now but that's what this. I is. like the smell of comic it was, books it was like this is OG comic book yeah right and now your Marvel set your, your comic book section is a sun-kissed grape soda section right which is right. cool yeah it's like neoliberalism everywhere yeah it's, I, I don't yeah <laughs> you've yeah, taken over black and white liquors I mean yeah. thank god the black and white exterior though right is awesome there's nothing neoliberal about no, the, the exterior is great. I'll take another picture of yeah, it. I love it. And and I, even the I like the name black and white liquors because there's something just yeah there's something like really like earthy yeah, and I, this is so and I love that it's still here. It's exactly the same as when I was a kid. This is exactly the same. Look at that yeah. old Seven Up 
uh, sign right there. That's a oh yeah. Sign. Oh shit. Yeah, that's yeah, a nice seven-up sign. Look at this fucking ratchet ass sign right here. You know this is old. This is yeah. exactly how it was when I was a when I was coming here when I was seven years old. Let me get you in the picture. It's so cool. Could yeah, you go yeah, to, yeah. Like, near yeah. the entrance. And, yeah. I want to try to get as much of this sign. Nice. Okay. Perfect. And I'm gonna get some of that seven-up sign. One like this. Alright, cool. Awesome, man. Yeah. Um, so that's it for here. Okay, let's move on I'm to. So glad you agreed. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you, uh, just let me know when you need more. Very fortunate. There's yeah. plenty more where that came from. I was stressing out coming up. I was like, God damn it, because I couldn't find my pen. I was like, fuck, I don't know if I can do this. Do you, do you, <laughs> are you able to, do you, when you podcast, do you do it high? No, no. I don't actually, not yet. But I'm when you're meeting close. somebody new for the first time, it's, um, well, it just depends. I mean, I do, I have done, um, I do a live show on Thursdays. Okay. And I'm totally, I'm high as fuck for that. Like, for the live show. The show. Um, yeah, like. I'm curious how people divide it when, when, right like, okay, great. When, uh, they both do and do not work on it. Yeah. You know? Are you rolling the whole time? Yeah, I've just got it on. That's good. That's good. I want you to. If there's anything that I've been rolling since you the minute the second you arrived. No, so. I want you to. Okay. Yeah, I want you to because yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Being high, working while high. These shit. Now if you're getting some stuff out of me, I've never even mentioned before, not publicly. Um. Yeah, it's interesting. It's evolving for me. Like I'm not saying like Katie Herzog, my friend Katie Herzog. Oh yeah, she's funny. She, I mean, she's a lifelong stoner, and so she's just, this is the way she always is and always has been. It's amazing when you meet her, you can't believe it. You're like, what? You, you don't think that she, like, Katie, you notice like, Katie, you, there's no way you smoke weed, and it's like, that's all she does is smoke weed. Interesting. Um, yeah, she seems like the least stoner person to me. Not that she's uptight or anything, but right. like, she just, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. um... And when I saw her do that, like she was working at The Stranger. I, I interviewed her at the offices of The Stranger in Seattle. This is Dan, um, what's his face? It's yeah, Dan, oh fuck, right, the gay guy. Savage. Dan Savage. Um, she was working for Dan Savage. I was in those offices interviewing her for my podcast. She's hot, she's vaping right, mm -hmm. right in front. And that kind of like opened the gates for me. And I thought, oh shit, I can maybe I can do stuff. But I don't do my podcast. I have not done an interview yet. Hi. Mm -hmm. For the record, that's true. Yeah. I have not yet. I had my Thursday night shows. I'm high as hell, super high Thursdays. It's called Unregistered Live. Mm -hmm. It's really fun. It's just fans of the show who are members of the supporting listeners group come and we hang out and it's just <laughs> and I just go off and go crazy. But um, so I have not. No, I don't do it. I, I will do one soon though. I think it depends on the person, right? I'm not. What is this? What person? is this? Do you know to drive? Yeah. Holy shit. He's still being I know, stupid. I want a good excuse for this person. You need to be really They're going to be really Asian. No. Really nope. old. They're really old. They're old. They're old. They're oh, okay. They're old. old. But then she's looking back at driveway. Like, yeah, <laughs> she yeah, doesn't yeah, know yeah. what she's doing. He's really old. Oh, my God. Okay. Where am I? So, let's see. Oh, Telegraph Ave, right? Yeah. Here's Russell Street. Another place to orange. Oh, the hood. The projects where I lived, Alec. We're Let's one of the go projects. to the hood. Nah, we just were. This is as bad as it gets in Berkeley. Okay. Um, not that bad. No, not at all. I but see you. 
Uh, no, but this is the. These are projects. These are projects. Yeah. I lived in these projects over here. It's called Savile Island. Right after. What a what an elegant school. name. Yeah, I know. And now there's a little homeless encampment in front of it, which is nice. Here's nice another touch. store that can't possibly be real. A used computer store. Give me a break. I wonder. Yeah. So yeah, this was this place. Savile Island. This is a this is a public housing. It's called Cooperative Co- Homes. This is public housing right there. We live right there. And it still is, huh? Twenty twenty one. Holy shit. Oh man. And yeah. one yeah, one day, um, we came out and and the car was on um, blocks and someone had taken all four wheels. Not just oh, the tires, the entire wheels. The tire wheels. <laughs> that is some industrious It was impressive. Robbing. It was impressive. Yeah. Um, I did not live here very long, but I remember bringing my friends from the hills down, and they everybody thought I was really bougie. Yeah. Because um, my dad did live in the hills, which is sort of nice. It's quite nice, actually. Like, then it was middle class. Now it's upper middle class, for sure. But anyway, and they thought... I. A bunch of my friends thought I was like this really bougie kid, mm-hmm. and I and I finally one day I finally brought them. I but I used to be embarrassed about being from South Berkeley from down here, which is weird. And well, from living in that little cottage and shit. Whoa, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I was embarrassed. You that that was bougie to be embarrassed. Um, sure. In a sense. Well, no, no. I mean, I was embarrassed. See, I had bougie friends from the hills. Right? Oh, right, right. So I had two sets of friends. Yeah, two sets of friends. That's it. So yeah. I had white friends in the hills. This is why I'm very multicultural and can talk to everybody. Alec, yeah. Alec. I, well, yeah, but it makes sense, honestly. <laughs> no, it's true, yeah. Um, it's true. Uh, so, yeah, no, I had white friends in the hills, and I had, like, mostly black friends down here. And the white friends in the hills, I was just totally mortified of them knowing about my life down here. So I just kept it secret. They didn't yeah. know I had, they were, like, never asked about my mother. So, yeah. So my mother lived here, and my dad lived up there. They, like, literally never, she just never came up. I didn't talk about her. Um, but then once, finally, in high school, they came down here to Savile Island, and I remember my buddy Charlie Hunter, who's now a very famous jazz guitarist. Everyone look him up, Charlie Hunter, jazz guitar, beautiful and incredible oh, genius jazz guitarist. He was my friend at the time. Charlie also was like working class Berkeley, and he was like, I remember him looking at me, being like, "Oh wow, you live here? Okay, you're cool. I I didn't know that. I thought you were from the hills." No. So, yeah. So you had this. It was this reverse. So it's, it's this funny thing where it's like uncool to be rich. Yeah. It was cool to be poor. Yeah. Right. Totally. That's right. what Charlie was signaling. And I was wanting to, I wanted the coolness of, then I want, when I was a kid, it was embarrassing to be poor. And when, I mean, little kid. And then when I was a teenager in Berkeley, when it became class, when it became political. Yeah. Then it became when it embarrassing became political, to be rich. Then it's a bad thing to be rich. Yeah. And it's a good thing to be poor. It's virtuous to be rich. I mean, how fucking. Yeah. Hello, Nietzsche. Yeah. Hello. Calling Friedrich emergency in aisle one. Jesus Christ, man. Slave consciousness. Slave mentality. What? We're gonna we're gonna want to be poor? I've had friends say that to me. Yeah, but they're slumming it. They're they're slumming in their mind. They're, I've they're, had they're friends in college it. tell me that they wanted to live in a poor neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that means you never have. That, that means you have, you're not poor. That like that's you never the have. Yeah, that's you like, never have. That's all it means. That's a hundred percent of what it means. And I've never even lived in a poor neighborhood. I've lived in working class neighborhoods like that. That's a working was a working class neighborhood. It wasn't poor. Um, where I live now is a working class, not a poor neighborhood. But dude, everybody's car gets jacked. There's fucking gunfire. You know, I mean, in Oakland, it's 
crime is a real thing. You really have to worry about it. And that's for most people who are now working class and poor. And it fucking sucks. Crime is... <laughs> it changes your whole everything. And every night I'm worried about my car. It changes I'm, your body, your body, your, your bo- like your body language and your like, your posture. You're like in constant like... You know, just gen- just in, a, in the most like yeah. subtle way. Yeah, sure. You've yeah. always got this shit on your mind. Yeah, it's, it's fucking annoying. I hate it. I hate. I hate any kind of crime considerations. Are oh, it's the worst. Yeah. And this is where liberals can suck my fucking dick a thousand times um, because they right currently even now they're denying the crime wave. Have you seen this shit? Well, the le- I- leftists, especially like good leftists, will, are actually saying it's it's a, a fraud. I'm like. What's their basis for that? Everybody I know has had their fucking catalytic converter stolen in the last year. What are you talking about? Um, You go to San Francisco and like all of Market Street is boarded up and half the stores are closed because of the fucking shoplifting is so out of control. I mean... Well, everything everything they do sell is behind lock and key. I had to call a attendant to get yeah, a fucking right. uh, a deodorant at right. CVS. I mean, what does that tell you? Oh, crime's fine, huh? Yeah, oh, I see. CVS is just paranoid? Is that it? Is that what you want to say? To That's the question for these lefties who are pretending, who are saying that crime has not gone up. I just think they, they, they just... They they, would no they say that CVS is being paranoid? Yeah. Wow. And well, <laughs> I feel sure. like maybe they live in in these, like, one of the, you know, some of the neighborhoods that don't have crime, and they're just... They're just not willing to give a shit about what real people have to deal with, you know. They're just not willing to make that extra leap of giving a shit. Unless it affects them, then they'll they'll, they'll start giving a shit. They get mugged a couple times and uh, almost raped. There's nothing more righteous than a than a like a white working class person from well, yeah, from a from either the hood or from like the south or something like that. I mean, those are the, those are the people who's probably they get it. Um, just anywhere that's like not bourgeois, like what and working, so working class and white, like their attitudes about race are correct. Mm. Their attitudes about race are correct, which is that ethnic jokes and race jokes are funny as fuck, but the shit doesn't matter. And we are more likely to have sex with a black woman than any white liberal at Harvard ever would. Right, right. And that's known. Like, Partly because we're interested in having sex working, to begin with. Well, I mean, if I'm counting myself as working class, I don't know what I am. But like working class whites, twerking class, we're <laughs> working class whites. We know this statistically, and especially in the South, are far more likely to miscegenate, used to be called, to have relationships, sexual relationships with black women, yeah, and, and men. Um, that's right there. Like I want, I want the nation to pause on that fact. Right. You know, when you go to the South. You see way more integration like that. You see way more mixed couples, and you see, and it's working class people. It's dudes in baseball and flat brim baseball hats, both black and white, and it's mixed. Um, this is an angle I actually haven't even considered. And it's class based. Berkeley is about the, actually. I will say this about Berkeley. They did so much. <laughs> So 1970, I was the first, I was in the first class of children in the world to be bused for racist purposes. Oh, wow. So the very first race busing program was in Berkeley. It was before the famous one in Boston. 1970, kindergarten. This is Mm. me. My first year was the first year. So we started getting bused then. Um, They did this massive social engineering job here in Berkeley. So they bused all the black kids to the white to the hills and they bust all the white kids down to the flats mm-hmm. 
And I mean, we're talking thousands of children every day being loaded onto buses yeah. <laughs> and moved across town for the purposes of racial social engineering. I actually talked about this on Ghost Jail. Mm. Um, I mean, can we pause to fucking consider that for a moment? That's what that was. But here's the thing, Alec. As much as I and now look back on that and I think, holy shit, that was some Stalinist ass. Worse than Stalin. Like if Stalin, if Stalin, Stalin wasn't a racist, really. I mean, kind of, but not like. If Stalin and Hitler had a baby, like what the fuck is that shit? You're putting children on buses for racial engineering. Um, but here's now, I'm, now I'm now I'm picturing Stalin and Hitler trying to have a baby, fucking each other. But, I mean, and I need to move away from. I that. like that image. Actually, <laughs> it's, it's kind of hot. I was just saying if I could find a good angle. Well, on they've it. both been eroticized. You know, there's like hunky Stalin, that whole. Meme, oh, I remember meme. that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hunky the, Stalin is my boy. That's my friend. Yeah. That 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 made it. account. Oh, okay. I have to look it up. Hunky yeah, Stalin. Yeah, Hunky Stalin. That's my boy. He's a good friend of mine. But um, who I can't name. But anyway. But yeah. But he's been. I've noticed like a lot of um lefty actually a lot of chicks like digging yeah there's this picture of young stalin that they that they love yeah. and then hitler you know the nazi not hitler so much but the, but the nazi aesthetic been, they say the aesthetic eroticized like yeah are are we going to uh, so this is uc school? berkeley yeah but we're gonna go to your high school too oh, right? remember there. yeah we there. need to move up chronologically fuck fuck you see i hate this one. i have i get the hives when i'm here anyway because <laughs> i've been it's good no i want to end up here but uh, but i wanted to do your high school for sure because yeah. high school is Important. Um, yeah, UC Berkeley High. It is important. It is since I never went to UC Berkeley because they would never let me anywhere near here. But you have experiences here nonetheless. Uh, of being busted by the UC cops oh. for having Bartles and James on campus. Oh, Bartles and James. Yes, yeah, a six pack of Bartles and James. Wow. Um, they they did not like that. My girlfriend and me. Having a six pack of Bartles and James. Cops then, cops now. Can I get, can I get, um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's take it. Getting very high off this beautiful sativa you have. Yeah, it's it's what been nice. It? I fucking have to I have to look. I just bought it the other day from uh, in LA. It uh, the comp. I'll have to get. It's like something with an S, like Suave or something. Mm-hmm. But it, it's fuzzy. I now, are you gonna edit this shit? Or you I mean, I go. Th- <laughs> it, it, I uh, typically don't edit. I, I edit out if there's some if there's something somebody wants out. If there's some long ten no, minutes like of no, emptiness. I know that, but I mean, but like for the art, would you just want to? I pr- I would do it. I w- I don't edit for the art. I mean, I, I, okay. I f- I'd rather You'd air rather it just out. Go. Yeah. If I if I feel like that's podcasting. Yeah. I, if I feel like <clears throat> that's podcasting. That's well. That's what I've been. You know, <laughs> I the editing yeah. is the. Uh, I don't like editing the NPR. Editing is not art. Yeah. When you edited something else, now you're doing TV. Or yeah, you're doing a you're doing a 60 minutes radio. Yeah. It's a different medium. It's a different thing. Um, so I don't do. I try not to do that unless I have to, and then I'll try to be artful. Podcasting. About it. I believe. Actually, I want to talk to Jack about this. I try to get him. I try to nail him down on defining why his podcast and Red Scares art and why I think my, I think mine is too. Um, why is it though? Like we yeah. feel it is, and I strongly feel it is. Yeah. But I can't say why. But the, and this is um, if you do just let this run yeah that, which is what I do like my episodes um, are five hours <laughs> there's a just wild thing about capturing spontaneous conversation yeah that's what I've been trying that's exactly what but it's not totally spontaneous that's the thing because we know we're on mic we know we're on mic but when I'm meeting people you're 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 on the on, on the spectrum you're on the high profile <laughs> I'm on the spectrum. you're on the spectrum <laughs> no the spectrum of like someone like, accused me of being on the spectrum recently I was like wait me autistic <laughs> no <Sorry. laughs> no but I meant just in the scale of like the type of guest I have 
I'm meeting you for the first time, and we haven't communicated even you know for long before. Uh-huh. Uh, which so you're on the spectrum of like, this is a very this is a very conscious thing we're doing. My mic is here dangling. Right, right. A lot of my episodes are with people I've known for a long time, and they truly do capture exactly what that like. They truly capture spontaneous conversation evening. I may have like a, a fucking inkling in my mind, but that is the whole point of this podcast is to capture. The authentic yep. human existence of two people or more together oh, that's right. doing Your, something. That's, right. that's what yours is more about. That's yeah. right. That's yeah, right. yeah, it's explicitly. That's right. You told but me. but that, but yeah, I think that what you nailed you nailed rather it. than like what Jack and I do, which is a conversation around a topic. Yeah, it's, like, yeah, it's, it's a already organized. Yeah, yours is more like yeah, it's about a subject matter. There's, it's more academic. It's more it's more organized. Yeah, it's more organized. Yeah. It's automatically more organized. Exactly. Right. Also, it tends to be remote, and this is the organization live. here. You have organization here, which is the theme, which is the geography. The location right? I, and also your life like the right. life of biography the biography, biography of and Ber- berkeley of in you and, and being a renegade period biography. Like, biography. so wait who the fuck are you who am i, I have no idea who you are, well, who are I, uh, i'm just uh i mean off uh uh <laughs> off off of my offline and off of uh this nothing iteration that you're front you're on jack's show that you're and you live in la that's, yeah that's that, all that's my podcast. full that's my full you're life story i am armenian are you from glendale for god's no, sake no i'm not i'm from little armenia i used to live in eagle rock and so you dealt with quite a lot of glendale I, armenia just we just found it amusing as shit just that like it's the most amazing ghetto that no one knows about like it's a fucking ghetto like everybody's Armenian, yeah, and no one realizes that. And yeah, it's like, only until recently that people even started to know what that is. It's the only like non-black or non-Latino ghetto that I know of in America, right? Where it's maybe there's some Polish ones somewhere, but like every and the Armenians have such a distinctive look. And I had a bunch of Armenian. I taught at Occidental College. Oh, okay. And I had a bunch of Armenian um, kids. And anyway, just the whole culture, the whole look, the vibe, the masculinity. <laughs> yeah, the Armenian ma- and femininity. The so here's feminine, Berkeley High. There's Berkeley High. Here's the prison. Um, okay, I, we need to hear your Berkeley High uh, rant. Yeah, hey, like, Berkeley well, first Popo. Of, well, you entered. Okay, so actually, what you, shout well, out to Berkeley Popo who just drove by um, for letting all of us smoke weed in the '70s. <laughs> Seriously, no, they did not bust people for weed. Oh, my okay. dad. They came into my dad's house in the '70s, and he had a plant on the table, on the kitchen table. <laughs> And they came in for something else, and mm. you, they walked right by a fucking weed plant in the '70s and didn't say anything, and that was the norm. Like Berkeley Popo was actually pretty cool. I mean, seriously, they were not bad at all. I don't remember ever. We hated the UC cops, which is interesting. The University of California cops. Mm-hmm. They were little fascists. But the but the Berkeley PD, they're actually pretty chill, as PD go. Um, Shout out to the BPD. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so yeah, Berkeley here. Berkeley, what does it say here on the fucking wall? H. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you. Shall oh make yeah. You free. Oh my God, that's hilarious. I for I didn't even. So they have a Jesus. They have Jesus Christ. That's amazing. Quoted. Holy fuck! How is Jesus up there? He's he's, he's up. He you made it up there. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Jesus. And Thad Russell went to that school. Hey, there what? you go. What? It makes all the sense in the world. So the H building was the scary building because that's where math was, Alec. Uh-huh. No, I was scared of math. I fucking hated the H building. I hated math and math. Math, math, math. H stands for... Shout ne- out to Mr. Dunruiz, who I hope is rotting in hell somewhere. Um, he was my Algebra 2 teacher, had a walrus mustache, and was a little Nazi, and insisted that I learn Algebra 2, which they have now proven, proven... 
There's a whole book written about it by a scholar. Proven. Totally useless. There's no, there was no reason to teach Algebra 2. Mr. Dunruiz, here's an MX missile up your ass. Um, Florence Swimley Little Theater. I saw Noam Chomsky speak here. Oh, was he insightful? <laughs> <laughs> um, and we used to have concerts at the, on the front steps of that theater. Mm-hmm. It Got just it. happens there's a theater on the Berkeley High campus, which is pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. We tried to flood this building right here when I was a senior tried to seal it up, a portion of it up, and then mm. flood it. It did not work at all. God, um, I hope this audio is usable. Because you get a lot of noise. No, just come to ca- it's from the car. It's always I mean, a, I mean. it's a re- gamble. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a gamble. That's wow, this is all changed. Wow, it's all fucking much more of a prison now. This was more open back then. Mm-hmm. It built this up. Now the, yeah, it looks, this particular stretch is is ugly. Oh, this was all open before. Yeah. This, this was is not, super ugly These right buildings now. weren't here. This is all open. Because this is a narrow, like, it just looks like you're in the in between the tracks of, like, a fu- you're, like, yeah, in the alley is, of of a billion apartment this buildings. This is way different. This is all... We, so we was... Again, freedom. We, I had a lot of freedom. That was the good thing about being in a communist town. Um, Berkeley High was an open campus. You can come and go. We went off campus all the time. Here's the famous baseball field. If you're a baseball fan of any kind, this is an amazing field because Berkeley High had this crazy number of players who ended up being superstars in baseball. That's like, a, that's weird given that it's such a Poindexter's like, town. Um, at one point, the starting lineup, the starting three outfielders for Berkeley High um, all ended up being major leaguers. How did that happen that in this town? That's so insane. Yeah, that's weird to like, me. That's super... I don't know if that's ever happened. And Billy Martin, very, very famous New York Yankee player and then manager, He's also he also went to Berkeley High. So for some reason, there was some weird, like, hardcore uh, baseball culture right before my parents got here. And then made it into a hippie commie town. Yeah. So that was Berkeley High. Um, I was the editor of the newspaper there. Uh, well, I was so alienated, just depressed, fucking... You name it, whatever, nothing surprising to anybody. Right. Um, the whole nine yards hated it. Until my senior year, then it was then it became cool. This was the time of ska music and punk rock. So this was eighty two. The jam, the clash were the thing coming out and mm-hmm. like fell in love with all the British music and I became a ska mod. I was all into racial unity too, because that's what it represented to me black and white the black and white phase the specials you know I had a black and white fedora I used to wear and black and white suits I used to wear black and white suits to, to high school that's that's yeah I can I can I can I can, I can feel that I can feel that as a that's like well a, it was also actually you know what it move. really was though um, it was always very consciously I'm not gonna hit them no you're good um, it was always actually very consciously a reaction and and I think the audience will like this a reaction against the anti-fashion of Berkeley like the the fucking um, wear purple sweatpants to dinner yeah you know the anti-fashion anti-style anti-body anti-luxury anti-aesthetic anti-pleasure anti-aesthetic like an aesthetic of you know, dressing up is considered to be again bourgeois, yeah, or whatever. Um, uh, yeah. So it was very much. I love the mod style, you know, because we fucking wore suits and ties, baby, and we did it, and we looked good, and we took right. care of our. We we cared about what we looked like, and so and a lot of the punk rockers too, you know, in the, in that way, you know, they cared about what they looked like. Yeah. 
<laughs> and you were supposed to not care what you look like. For us, I think that was a huge part of it. I know it was for me. And I'm, right now I'm driving by, this was where punk rock was invented, was in the in the West Coast, was right here in this dorm. Mm-hmm. Um, is it Wheeler Hall? The basement, I think it's Wheeler. Uh, dorm at UC Berkeley, like, DK, start, Dead Kennedys started there. Um, like, all the old, old, old original punk rock came, like, that was the place they would play in the Bay Area for a long time. And then Gilman Street, very famous Gilman Street on the other side of town, people know about. Which, so punk rock is always, Berkeley's like really the birth of American punk, I think, as much as any town, as much as like New York is. Makes sense. I mean, it really it's not is. a surprise in the long scheme of things. It really is, yeah. I mean, punk rock was just huge, like origins here. So Telegraph Avenue, speaking of punk rock, that's where we are now. Yes, Telegraph, the famous in- Telegraph Avenue. Infamous, yeah, man. I still kind of dig it. I mean, it's cool. I like us. I, I, hey, give me any avenue where there's like a lot of places next to head each shops. other. Head shops. There's head no, shops. If it's got head shops, it can't be that bad. Not and, at all. <clears throat> and it still has head it has shops. Cafes and shit, and you can yeah. you can walk it in one. You know, like stores, you can like walk. Well, and, here's the deal, and this is not racist. This is culturalist. The problem with Berkeley is the Asianification of it. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning that it is looking increasingly like Asian cities, um, which is true for all American cities. But you know, so you have like boba shops now instead instead of like espresso cafes. Oh God, boba! Give me a that's yeah. That's saying. gonna you know the one you know not to be these boba shops like. Who needs boba? Seriously, it's I like mean, I a, like it, but it's fucking. It's like a toy. It's you know? yeah, exactly. I was just gonna say it's like baby cane. It's like a baby it's, toy. It's a toy. Thing. It's a fun thing. It's not. I want a grown-up espresso cafe. You, yes. And we still have those here, and that's one of the most one of the very best things about Berkeley, by the way, is the cafes. Right. The old school. I love them. I like old but, school cafes but too. But they're dying. They've stayed. Yeah. yeah they're dying because all these Asian. So UC Berkeley, like all the UCs, is like I don't know what the percentage is but it's fucking crazy. it's high huge Asian population yeah. this was a thing back in my day too like it so was like, yeah UCLA so like, was, uh, so like a Chinese American 18 year old girl is who is what everything's built around now yeah like whatever that whatever the whatever an 18 year old Chinese girl Chinese American girl from LA wants is what we get yeah it's usually not punk rock and <laughs> espresso right and so that's what's happened um, like I kind of like some of that stuff but you know noodles only go so far I mean you know Poke is great, but like, okay. So this is a historic. This is this is great. This is great. Um, People's Park. People's Park. Um, it's see the sign. People's Park. Yeah. So the, what I mean is the story of People's Park. This this fucking thing. Let's park by People's We've, Park. Let's do. Let's do. Let's or, do it right or now. Or even go outside. Gonna, let's make a statement. We're gonna get yeah. into a fight, Alec. Watch. Okay, let's do it. I, so I can fight. Don't worry. Okay, good, because I can't. 12 years of Muay Thai and boxing, I'm good. Okay, good. All I can do is, like, um, scream. It could be, although it could be, like, six on one, seven on, or seven on two. Well, I'll employ my gifts as a as an instinctive goalkeeper. Okay. Like, <laughs> I will employ those just gifts. Just run, just yeah. run. Or, or, yeah, or I'll and just try to cops. morally condemn them. You and know, I cops. Elo- with eloquence. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to get us into trouble. Okay, good. Yeah. Oh, boy. About to get into trouble. story is so epic and it's like personal. I should I, I should do like a separate video. But look at this. It's a fucking encampment. Look at this fucking bullshit. Jesus Christ. At fir- I, first I thought there was like a flea market situation Jesus going on. fucking Christ. I haven't been here in a while. Yeah, it's bad. Let me take oh, a picture of this. So the story is just... And it comes full circle to my own personal life. 
Um, Because of this. Oh my god. Because of exactly, specifically this. Yeah. And if that happens. Yeah. Okay, what is it? I'm gonna go. <laughs> I mean, I might already go ballistic. It's just the story of this shit is like the American left at its most retarded. Most retarded. Just straight stupid. Okay, look at this fucking shit. This is what we fought for. Okay. Yeah. This is the symbol of the American left. A homeless encampment. Okay, here's yeah. what happened. In the late 60s, UC Berkeley, this is a park, it was a park. Yeah. Wanted to make it into student housing. Yeah. Dorms. Yeah. Dormitories. Yeah. For a state university. Like, I don't love state universities, but like, if you're going to have one, let's have dormitories so the kids can live there. This right. is not an unreasonable thing, is it, anybody? H had there not been to that point? Dude. Dorms? The entire People's Park protest, riot, famous thing, national, all the, all that shit, mm -hmm. tear gas, was that. Mm -hmm. They were protesting UC Berkeley building dormitories on this park. Right. To house students in the fucking state-run university. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there were huge riots here all the time. It became like the, you know, as I said, one of the national symbols of the left. Right. Of the 1960s, of the counterculture, of the whole thing. Um, my parents were Nature. here. My parents were in those riots. They were right here fighting the cops. It was a big thing. Yeah. Here it is right now. And they succeeded. They didn't build. They, the yeah. UC Berkeley gave up. Check it out. And they, they, they did not build the dorms. Yeah. And it became this shitty fucking place when I was growing up here. Didn't have this, but it was just, you never hung out here. Mm -hmm. It was not nice. It was just this shitty little like one block park, right? With a, like a handful, like six trees on it. There's nothing here. It's gross. It's nothing, right? It's not like there was losing some, you know, like ancient redwood forest. Right, right. It's, yeah, it's a it's it's no. a relatively barren park. It's like it's like a vacant lot, basically. So now, and now it's degenerated because UC Ber uh, Ber the city of Berkeley actually encourages people to have homeless encampments by giving them solar panels. Now you can see some of them here, and by giving and by putting up porta potties, etc. So that's why these are actually like sort of civilized homeless encampments. Anyway, that's what it is now. Check this out, dude. Just now, this week, the fucking California Supreme Court um, blocked <sighs> UC Berkeley was about to finally be able to build student housing here. Mm -hmm. And they were blocked from doing it for environmental reasons. And because the environmentalists said the People's Park blocking bullshit, that the, it's these rich ass neighbors didn't want dorms here. Yeah. They stopped the dorms from being built, which meant they had to cut the enrollment, the op the, the enrollment for the next class by 3,000 kids. 3,000 fewer kids will get into UC Berkeley because of this shit, because there's, they have to have a homeless encampment here. And my son is applying to UC Berkeley as we speak. And if that fucking, So, yeah, he doesn't get in. And if he doesn't get in because of this shit... Yeah. I'm going to go... You're going to go... Maybe. Fucking after what... Yeah, yeah. What, yeah. And what UC Berkeley... In Minecraft. To me. And UC Berkeley... So, I was rejected by them as an undergraduate after high school. Fine. Of course they did. I was like a, a C-minus student. I mean, I get, I get that. Then, though, then I got rejected for graduate school twice. I applied twice, different times. I tried to transfer from Columbia. I got into Columbia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but I not to, here. I tried to transfer from Columbia to UC. They still didn't want me. Right. I was like, God damn, y'all really hate me. You really wanted to come back here. You really hate me. I know, right? And then and then I get a PhD in, in history from Columbia. I have a book published by Knopf. 
I apply for a little for, for this little pissant like instructorship here. It wasn't even a professorship. No to that. I've been turned down. Then I got turned down for a tenure track position in the history department. So I've been turned down by Cal. Is that what we call it? By yeah. Nine different ways. It's amazing. So if my Cal son, the gal. And now and now they're not gonna let my son in because they need People's Park to be a homeless encampment. But watch them let him in, and then suddenly you find yourself writing tuition checks and buying shit from their gift store. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. after all these decades of built-up resistance. And going to Cal football games. And going to Cal football games, rooting against my UCLA Bruins. And the the right. same Cal that shat all, all over you all these decades. Well, that's true, man. You're right. I will sell right out. But as a dad. <laughs> yeah. I will sell right out. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, we'll you see what happens. Me. Good luck. Good luck to your son. Oh, it's not enraging. I was like, oh uh, yeah, no, it is. No, it's it's. I mean, he still has a decent chance, but it's like. Well, it's a crapshoot. Like it's, it's, like, it's the percentage. It, it went from six thousand to three thousand, something like uh, admission. He's he's transferring. Okay. It went from six thousand transfer admissions to three thousand transfer admissions. Where, of the, where's he transferring from? Park. It's oh, called, that's why it's good. Yeah, because if like usually transfers are pretty locked in. They right? were, they could house three thousand students here in this park, but they won't let that happen. Like, my son could be living here and going to Cal. Why has 3,000? No, it has to be homeless in Canada. Right, well, 3,000. For the environment. For the environment. Three dozen homeless tents Mm -hmm. are making good use of it. It's obviously good for the environment. Oh, yeah, a bunch of people shitting. A bunch of people shitting and f***ing off on the grass (laughs) in their tents is totally great for the environment. That's like don't knock jerking off. Well, I'm not knocking it. It's just I I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily, uh, you know, like recommend it to the platform of Greenpeace. Although maybe that would help. I wouldn't recommend it. All right. Anything to avoid becoming an environmentalist. Um, one second. Um, the only thing I would edit is just like dead space. Oh well, even this. Well, but even but even this is that's us yammering. Editing dead space is okay. It depends. If like if it's if it gets to if it's like five minutes and I and yeah. there's like several of them, I will edit those out. Yeah, because it's already a long. Is he wearing a mask? Super, but he's like just crawled out of a dumpster. Yeah, he's the most just over his mouth. It's over he his lips. He lives in People's Park and he thinks he's worried, but he's got a. I mean, what does this mean? What is this? What is happening? People are just fucking. Ins- I mean, that's how. It's just I your need proof. An explanation. It's just your proof that people have uh, their their brains aren't working. I need, no, I need an explanation. I like. All right. Um. That's so. That's my. So that's blueberry. That's a lot. Of but 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 you didn't tell me what the fuck happened in your high school. Oh. You didn't tell me anything about your high school. Oh. Yeah, we need to go back to your high school first oh, before okay. we go to your high school. Okay. I mean, you don't have to go there physically. I'm just saying, talking about it. <laughs> okay. Okay. But like, but 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 but. Uh, look at this fucking encampment. Look at this. Fucking yeah, it's place. like uh, Bummeroo. Jesus. They think this is cool. Would suck. They think it's this is better than having three thousand kids. In college, um, I'm, I just I'm, uh, I hate these people, dude. I hate uh, I hate them. Do we understand why I hate liberals? Do we understand why I hate the Democratic Party? Do we understand why I fucking hate the American left? Do we understand this, everyone? Have I made this clear? Just tour with me through my hometown. When did you begin? When did you When did you and begin? Five minutes. You want to be shit? Breaking the rules, Alex. I know. Well, I'm. A, that's this is, this is my renegade move. Is forgetting to put on my seatbelt. <laughs> okay, here's Telegraph Avenue. Um, this, so this was. I mean, it still is like the. Uh, 
this the is main, like uh, the main drag for right. UC Berkeley, like the commercial district. It's like the yeah. it, it was you know it was like a cool place. It's where the hippies were. It's where the punk rockers were, and it still is sort of kind of where the record stores still are. His, here's Rasputin's, which is the best record store ever. It's at a couple locations. And it's all closed. When I was, I guess, I don't know what's going on, but when I was a kid, when I was like in high school, Rasputin Records was the center of the universe. That's where I learned about everything cool. Mm-hmm. Everything cool. Like, I remember that's where I found out that the import version of the first of the Clash album is dark green and the uh, domestic US version is light green. So you wanted to get the dark green import version because that was the cool one with the higher levels or something mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that kind of shit to so be like real music nerds there's a lot of that here a lot of music nerddom college town you know there should be well there, we had this great college radio station calyx still here mm-hmm. um where that's like the first place you would hear all the songs you know that that would be the, the next nirvana right it's like the first place you would the first time you would hear that kind of music yeah who would then become that big right yeah like, i remember like rem played here for my my friends opened up for rem when they were nobody they played at this little bar at a bar in berkeley and it was all right we we're like who's this band where are they from and they get on stage and they blew us away and like we carried peter buck on our shoulders they, we were mm-hmm. so blown away um so you just you know all these great memories keep in keep yeah. on interjecting the, and keep on like shoving their way in through yeah. the hate for this place through the hate. no totally Totally, yeah. This is Durant Avenue, um, Durant. which, yeah. which is like just another like hub, but like a lot. Oh, here's actually this is a good one. Greg Gutfeld, who went to UC Berkeley and is from the East. He's not from Berkeley, but he's from the East Bay. He's the Fox News dude. Yeah, of course. Greg, I, I actually like Greg a lot. I think Greg is pretty cool. He's anyway, funny. Yeah. Um, so was it here? I thought it was here. Oh no. Is this the pizza place that's a communist, like the, the communist pizza well, place? Well, actually, there's a libertarian hot dog shop. <laughs> oh! Yeah, um, which is really funny, which is awesome. Top dog, in fact. See, I actually did a Nice. There it is. To top dog. Def talk. So there's li- Right here, these dudes are actual libertarians, like for real libertarians. If you go in there, there's libertarian propaganda all over the wall. You can actually see it from here. Can we, like, park and go in there, or yeah, is that yeah. too much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Get a dog. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. No, it's good, and they're great dogs. And they've been here since I was a kid. I mean, they, they're... they're they're like good old counterculture libertarians and I probably can't work here. It's tight. Um, there might be a spot. <clears throat> there might be a spot over there. I'm going to bail on this. Yo. I mean, I, this may not, may not be possible, sir. Well, if it's not, I'll come back at some point. But we will try. We will try. Yeah, no, stop at Top Dog is pretty essential. Um, I can't believe that. I mean, good timing, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dinner time. Uh, I'm sorry. To I'm bring finding it up. I'm finding parking no matter what now. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I did not know Top Dog was libertarian until I came back here two years ago. I did not know when I was growing up. No one ever mentioned it. We just got hot dogs there. I never. Oh, it's like it's been around for decades. Forever. When I was right. a kid, it was here. Yeah, and it hasn't changed, which is beautiful. Um, I just somehow we never new i don't know i never and now you go in and you'll see it's plastered with libertarian propaganda who's the who's the who do you know how what this is there a story no, i don't even i think my i think i have friends at reason magazine you know those guys but i'm not sure i'm not sure i i need to ask somebody i'm sure i could find out there's got to be a, some interesting maybe i'll even maybe i should interview them for my show yeah i was just thinking about that 
Yeah, get the hot dog libertarians on there. <laughs> Can you imagine now in Berkeley in the 1970s and 80s being libertarians? Like yeah. that kind of libertarian? Yeah. Um, you know, capital L like into it. Yeah. Libertarian. <laughs> yeah. But it makes sense of that of all places there would be such a thing here because it's a you know yeah. it's an intellectual movement and it's like a well the and the counterculture. Yeah, counterculture, and it's counter to this culture. Yeah, I mean the counterculture. Counter to this is counterculture. The counterculture is totally libertarian. Always has been, anarchist libertarian for sure. That's what it's all about. Anti-authority. That's what punk rock originally was. Yeah. It's, and now Henry Rollins gives rants for in favor of Hillary Clinton. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, the world's over. Punk rock. Yeah, but like punk rock. Here in the eighty in the eighties, that's when I was doing it. Early eighties, yeah, was anti-authoritarian. We that the DK the Dent Kennedy song, um, California Uber Alice, is like has the best most based politics you'll ever hear in your life. It's an incredible takedown of the Democratic Party, Jerry Brown. Um, and then like my friends here had this little skanky punk band called MFP. What was it called? More something. Fuck something. I don't know. Anyway, they had a whole song called Fuck UC Cops. Or no, UC Cops, fuck off. UC Cops, fuck mm. off. It was, they, they, um, and now these punk rockers are like wearing masks and are afraid of, and are telling us to be good citizens and wear masks. Alec, your hot dog is really. You know, it's. Uh, it, fuck, man. It, now I want it though. Uh, there is a, there is a spot in that. Weird ass out. I think it's uh, illegal. Oh, it's illegal. You know, I don't like to break laws. No, you're not. You're you're definitely a rule abider. That might have actually been the spot. Damn, fuck. But it's okay. We can, you know, I can give up on it. But I'll have to go back at some point. Yeah. If we're not gonna find the fucking spot. Damn it! Why are there no? Why is there no parking? I thought people don't like cars. I thought they're in cars. Yeah, really. Where are your bicycles, you scumbags? Yeah. What is this? Cars, leave the cars to spaces to us. Yeah, I get the willies. This is like deep Cal Berkeley territory. This is like, ugh. I never obviously belonged here. Yeah. I was a townie. I was a terminal townie. They'd never let me in. I never even gave a lecture here. <laughs> I've given lectures as a, when I was a professor all over the place. Never a Cal. I gotta say. Not that it hurts or anything. No, but I gotta say. <laughs> no, yeah, I gotta say. Not that it hurts or anything, but I gotta say it does seem like. It does seem like Cal it totally hurts. has an entire... Yeah, it, it it was total- my family. Like, my family went here. Like, you know, this is like fucking... You felt here. rejected by your own family. Of course. Yeah, of course. My town. Like, my... I still feel rejected by, by my town and my family. Yes. And your parents. Yes, 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 absolutely. It all fucking repeats itself. Totally. My, yeah, my stepfather, Mr. Communist, he, he just two years ago said that my friends were Nazis. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. I was like... Oh, okay. That's interesting. I will tell all those black Jewish fags that they're... <laughs> that they're Nazis. <laughs> they're Nazis. <laughs> the, classic, uh, the classic black Jewish fag to Nazi pop line, I mean, pipeline. <laughs> pretty much everyone I know is somewhere in that category, like black Jewish fag. Like <laughs> yeah. We are all black Jewish fags now. Somewhere in there. <laughs> Anyway, so now, we, now we're out of finally fucking Cal. Um, back to... This is like bougie, nice Berkeley. Yeah. This shit is... Now, I believe this is the best place still to live in America. Just in terms of like quality of life and like... 
the prettiness of the, these streets down here and like the craftsman houses and um, the place that you have just been uh, yeah. de denigrating as yeah. hell on earth yes. is also the best place yes. to live in America yes. dude this is my torture Julia Morgan Theater Julia Morgan this amazing architect who lived here the Black Lives Matter Berkeley Playhouse and now it's the Black Lives Matter Berkeley Playhouse it is right. beautiful though it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful little theater. And there's another building so Julia Morgan is this really famous architect from here so yeah so it's gorgeous and there's I'll take you down some of these streets right in here. Um, and it's got the communist pizza place to go along with the libertarian hot dog place. There's a fucking pizza. One of the, oh, like, yeah. the Pallyhood pizza places where we went to have like... Oh, yeah. I just heard about that place. Oh, it's a, whatever it is. What's the communist... Oh, I don't remember the name. Yeah, it's been I just years. heard about the commie pizza place here. Um, I mean, they're community-owned. Oh, my friend just told me about it, yeah. Staff-owned right. or some shit. So they have like 30 waiters for oh. two people, and they're all just coming trying to take yeah. your pizza away. It was the most, it was the funniest, well, you know, it's like a Benny Hill sketch there's, going there. There's Mendy Collective, which is, I mean, which I, I'm fine with. It's just, it's just its own communism. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Where's the women and women first lesbian bookstore there's here? A there's a communist, um, collect there's a collectivist bakery, which is great right here in Nabalam. I love it. And, you know, they all own it and they all operate it. You know what? Some, if sometimes... What was the question? Feminist what? Oh, no, no the woman and woman... Vibrator bookstore. store? The, the woman and woman <laughs> lesbian bookstore. You know, like, in, in, if oh. you've seen Portlandia, there's a, a running sketch where these two lesbian lesbians have a bookstore that are super, that's like a super hardcore lesbian uh, oh, sure. sketch. And there's got to be one in Berkeley. I don't believe that there isn't. I refuse um, to believe. I'm sure, yeah. So just Baker and Commons, I'm around. assuming, is the communist books, uh, no, communist bakery? No, no, no. no. This is all bougie, right? This is all super bougie. This is where all the communists retired. This is this neighborhood. This is right. the, the Elmwood. It's one retires to the bourgeois. You can't, there's, it's hard to find a better place to live in the country than right here, Elmwood. It's really beautiful, and you got all these like sweet little stores and like 10 different you know, espresso latte cafes. Yeah. And, Big, um, very important, the, the, the espresso cafes. Yes. Elmwood Theater is a cute little, little quaint theater, theater yep. here. Yep, yep, yep. Maybe I'll... Uh, you can get it all here. Um, you just have to be a multimillionaire. Right. That's all. So, um, that ends the <coughs> tour, I guess. Unless you can think. Is there another well, question? We can. Or? No. Uh, yes, I do. I have all that kinds. That would be. That would. That would require me to or compel me to drive. No, I have. Place? No, we can go and settle. Let's settle somewhere still. Okay. Just so that. Excuse me. I got some. <coughs> uh, oh, we should get a drink. <coughs> oh yeah, something like a drink. Let's get a drink. And then we can, so I can be at ease about this, the audio. Okay. Yeah. And I can ask you about things yeah. that are connected to things, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. trails we left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <coughs> drink. Okay, we'll get a drink up here. Anywhere. I know the coffee, place. anything. Drink, yeah, yeah, coffee, yeah. anything. I know where to go. Um, yeah, it's fucking killing me, dude. I love this place, and I hate it. Well, here's the plan. I mean, haven't I heard? I mean, I told you the plan. <clears throat> you have not. Oh. You have not told me the plan. We've we've gone... Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought, building. I thought we started with the plan. Okay, here's the plan. Um, the plan is... I get elected mayor. Okay. Um, and then I. Um, okay. You know what? What? Save the plan. Oh. Till when we're a car stop, just in case. Okay, sure. There's a fucking problem. There you go. Okay. There you go. I could have been vigilant about this the whole way, I'm but I'm gonna just announce hoping. this plan in public, so it's gonna yep. be good. Um, I didn't get into a fight at people's <laughs> park, but I'm gonna. And I try yeah. hard too. No, but this time we're gonna be overheard. But I'm no, but right here. 
Um, there's going to be a gelato place here and a, and a Pete's coffee there. And a, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's the kind of place where you're going to get into a fight. Right. You're looking, you're itching for this fight. You know, there was nobody willing to fight at fucking People's Park. They're all zombies. I'm like, I'm talking shit about you all. What are you doing? They don't care. I guess not. They're not even conscious anymore. It hurt my feelings. It's like, am I nobody? Yeah. You're like, nobody can even listen to me. Daddy Berkeley. Right. I'm standing. Listen. Alec, you have. Definitely psychoanalyzed. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Very it was just, well done. No, it was. You're right. It is Daddy Berkeley. I would Ma- feel the same way. It's actually Mommy Berkeley. Mommy Berkeley. It's mommy it's rejected me. Get it straight. Mommy. Get yeah, it Mommy straight, Berkeley. Buddy. Well, I was gonna. Yeah, that's right. Um, there's a P- yeah, let's go to Pete's, I guess. <clears throat> then there's a Phil's, which looks closed, but that's um, neither here nor there. Whole coffee, but there's three coffee places in one block. Yeah, there, I, there's nothing but coffee places on this entire block, Jeez. basically. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Very, sh- very smart over there. Uh, or I just want to quick. I just want to get a bottle of water. No, oh, yeah. Skip Pete's. Okay. So, wait, oh, you never told me about yourself. No, I didn't, I didn't. I was, that, 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 but that's, <laughs> you know. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, uh, but, but, um, we were talking about, uh, no, I'll tell you about myself. Yeah, eventually. Just, when I want to make sure not to forget okay. my loop, my, I'm not going to, like, forever <laughs> disguise myself. Okay. Um, but I just want to make sure you I don't forget my questions. I live in LA. Born and raised. Oh, born and raised. Okay. Yeah, I'm an I'm oh, Armenian. Of course. Armenian. Yeah. Of course. You're from LA. Okay. Little Armenia in Hollywood, not Glendale. Oh. Is where I began. Then oh. I went to school on the West Side, public school. Which one? Cali High. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, middle. Poverty. I lived. I lived in LA for eight years. So I know. Yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Very important though, because this connects to your what your thoughts about Berkeley. Uh, I mean, what? is there a single establishment that's open in this town? Now I'm getting pissed. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, no, it's artisanal. It's artisanal beverage they purveyors. They won't have water. They won't have water, will they? They fucking won't, will they? No, they'll have water. Do you think they will? They'll have water. Dude, they'll are you serious? Yeah, yeah. a fucking tap room. Is there no coffee place that's open in Berkeley Fuck at 6 me. p.m. or whatever well, it is right now? Phil's, Phil's closed, too. They look closed. What time is it? It's, it's 6.57. Oh, you know what it is? It's daylight savings. It's 6.57. It's not... People need coffee at this hour if they're me. If they don't have water, we're gonna right. I can okay. see. I can. They must have water. They're gonna have water. They're they can't not. Have something. Wait, wait, what? Uh, we're good. We're good. All right. I'm. I'm the king here. They okay. Yeah. They know you. Know. <laughs> they, they. The cars stop at Oops, your light. Oops, stop. Yeah. <laughs> don't make him mad. Don't make him mad. Don't make bad. I'm already mad at don't us. Don't make bad bad mad. <laughs> don't make him mad again. He's already mad at us. He's been mad at you for fifty years. 50 years. 50 years. No, I've been mad, no, I've been mad at Berkeley for, thir- let's see, I guess, well, how do you count? I guess, like, 30, I'd feel 30 the, years. I feel Three the decades. exact same way. I'd feel about the LA? About LA? No, Oops. but, like, you know, I grew up as a big UCLA uh, oh, oh. Uh, fan, and they rejected me out of high school, although they accepted me through, I transferred to Santa, UC Santa Barbara two years so later. So you didn't get in. I got in eventually, see? but I was jilted at first, and boy, was I... Was I fucking salty about that? I'm not. I have no sympathy because you got in. <laughs> yeah, but no. I, I also at that point I only got in because I stopped caring. I didn't give a shit at that point. I literally just and you like got into UCSB, dude. Yeah, but 
the, what? Whatever. I mean, it's yeah, for all the fucking stress. They're not gonna have water here, dude. They have to. It's it's just an elemental human desire. Do you guys have water? Oh, they have Pellegrino, I see. No, we're good. We're good. Okay. We'll take it. We'll survive, maybe. Club soda, this little tiny bottle, and then there's Pellegrino. I'm gonna get a can of this tonic. What do you oh, want? shit. I, you're, you're a tonic drinker. Oh, small, That's intense. I love tonic water. That's intense. I've never been able to do tonic water. No, I'm good. I don't need anything for now. Well, well, if we, if we find coffee, then I'll, then I'll no, have that. you need that. something. I, I, do, I, do I need something? What yeah. should I drink? Get a big Pellegrino. I'll, just, I'll take this... This I'll take the small one. Small, you need yeah, something. I do too. I can't talk. I hope. That, do you guys have a bottle opener? Like to open this? You can probably twist. Oh, there we go. Thank you. Thank you. Quaint little. Love so quiet. quiet. I feel like I'm in 1940. So wait, Little Armenia. We good? Yeah. Um, wait, where's that? In East Hollywood. Hollywood. It's oh, between. East Hollywood. It's a literal. It's it's designated. It's like it's like, actually. Give me some streets. So it begins at. It's basically from. Uh, official. Wilton. Where is it in regards to K Town? It's north of K Town. It's literally north by a few miles. Where is it? Okay. So it's 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 north of it's it it north it's north of it's like it's from sunset the the it extends from sunset. Yeah. Maybe Santa Monica, uh, but I think it's really just extends from sunset up to Hollywood Boulevard. East, you're saying it's East Hollywood. It's East Hollywood because it's from Vermont. It's it it goes from basically Wilton to Vermont, or Normandy to Vermont. You know, which is East Hollywood. I'm gonna say this tonic water is delicious, and you should learn to like it. I, I may, I one of these days, you know, um, I've had bad memories, like, but this. I want to look at a map of Little Armenia. I don't know what you're fucking talking about. Like you know, you know Los Feliz. It's right next yes. to Los Feliz. It's right. It's, oh, that's yeah. not East Hollywood. Well, that's what they call it. Ne- Stop trying to. Slum that's it. what they call it. You're slumming. You're trying to slum it. I'm not trying to slum it. Doesn't get any more <laughs> east and still Hollywood than that. That's as east that's as Hollywood like, goes. Um, no, Little Armenia is, but Little Armenia is. West of Las Feliz, it's it's and it encompasses Thai Town. Okay. It's not a Tony neighborhood. It, yeah, no, I know. It, it's like yeah. you have to go north of Franklin to get into the Tony. So, I mean, park. okay, it's and it's urban for sure. That's like real LA. Yeah, that's definitely urban. It was it was urban LA. It was super. It was a super immigranty neighborhood when I was a kid. A lot of people yeah. don't realize like a lot of LA is not really urban feeling, even when you're in the city itself. But that is that part is. You're from an urban area of LA. Yeah. I'm just one of these urban that's urgents. Like, that's you know. real LA. It's also like central LA. Like that's real shit. Yeah. Central East. Like you're, that's real LA. Yeah, and I mean it's it's, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean I'm a real. Per, I'm like middle, I'm a middle class. I'm a, I'm a just a you know I'm like a I'm a hustler. You're OG. Man. I'm a OG man, but then I went to school. But but more but more even you know more importantly where I went to end up going to school. OG Armenian. OG Armenian. OG LA Armenian. Original Armenian. <laughs> the, the original. OA. Yeah. Wait. OA uh, is a where are we going Netflix now? show. Um, what are we doing? Can, is there somewhere we can find a place to sit down? Is it possible at this point? Anything? Any place? Uh, I don't know. Because that's the. I old, didn't lose your weed though. No, you have right. it on you. I think. Unless you gave it to me. Don't tell me that. <laughs> Let me see. No, you picked it up. You dropped it. You picked it up. Fuck, shit, fuck. 
No, it's, it's here. It's here. It's here. We got it. Everything, all is well. This is, every time I get high, this happens once. Once. Only once. I have a panic attack about losing something like yeah. that. Yeah. No, I do the, I, I often, it's, 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 it's what you're using to Only get high. Once. Yeah. You have a panic attack because you want to get like, more high and you can't fucking find the thing. I know. I know, and I found the best pen ever, the best vape pen. And I, when I lose it, I panic. It's so good. It costs $70. Oh shit, it must be really special if it's worth 70 yeah, well, yeah. If you smoke every day, like I do. I mean, if you smoke weed every day. <laughs> if you vape every day, like I do. You, you find out that these, these vape pens that you buy at the dispensary break in like a week. Yeah. I don't you know. You just wear those fuckers out and God, fast, don't damn, you? Damn, I did. I, I didn't understand it. I mean, they would just break all the time. And I did like a, a year-long research project trying to find, <laughs> seriously, trying to find a good vape pen. No one could help me. I asked all my friends who were stoners. No one was. And I finally found the one, Vuber. I love them. Um, and so every time I misplace it, which is often because I'm always high, uh, I panic. You panic, Because yes. it's a $70, but very good vape pen. Yeah. It that's, works perfectly. It never breaks. It's amazing. It has a temperature control. It tells you, as I got digital battery monitor on it. It's this guy's like, you can control it like a like a Marriott hotel room or something. Yeah. Uh, but Wait, like... Oh, you want to sit somewhere. Yeah, well, yeah, just so can, I can t we can talk without me worrying about the, the, the wheels. Gotcha. And where do you need to be trying to do these pens? Where do you need to do these pens? I don't know. I'm going to have to... Was it a hot chick? Fuck. No, not at all. I would never say anything about a woman's body. Yeah. Alec. That no, was, you were well. You were you were been driven to religious that. that's to gross. proclamation. That's that's gross. Men, we don't do that. Um, where do you need to go? Well, I'm gonna and I am gonna I might end up back in downtown San Francisco. That's where I'm staying. Oh, yeah. Oh shit. Okay, Bart. I took the yeah. I took the Bart. Taking you to Bart, right? Eventually, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, guess what's right here? Bart Simpson. Boom. Bart stop. So we just need to find a place to let's find some sit the fuck down. Yeah. Here's a, an employee owned. Here's Zachary's Pizza. This isn't the place. So this uh, is yet another communist pizza place. Uh, black employee owned. Okay. No, it's not. That's just, that's just a great capitalist drunk dog. Oh, it is. Establishment. It, it yes. just says employee owned. Yeah, they don't care about workers at all there. <laughs> okay. You're spreading rumors that we care about workers here. We love, we love our workers. We love workers. We are our workers. We love especially the, the Mexican ones who are uh, illegal because we can pay them $4 an hour and then cry when their children are held in the right. water. Um, it's a win-win. You know, we get like, we get a cheap dishwasher and we get to cry about children who aren't yeah. our own. Yeah. Which is, that's why the illegal immigrants, it's a win-win. God strike me dead if I forget, because since I'm also high now, if I forget to ask you about the plan when we sit down. God strike me dead. The plan! So, but, but we got to see, we got to do it when we're not Woo! driving. That's why. God, I got the plan. I have got the plan. I think I should be booming some hip-hop right now. <laughs> I do. Look at, see, because this is, this is also, this is Rockridge, this is the bougiest. Uh, parking spot. Duh, 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 the duh, fuck duh, away from duh, me. Duh. The fuck away from me, Volvo. Suck a dick. Pegasus Books. Suck a dick, Volvo. Go, Prius, you bitch ass. Go! Oh my god, do you not see what's happening? And everyone in Berkeley looks like this. They all look like this. Some yeah. version of this. Actually, they're actually better There's, looking. They're yeah. better put together than most of these little 
ex-hippie little fucking weirdo ragamuffins. Yeah, there's a certain droop and a certain sort of... Droop is the word. That's good, yeah. The Berkeley droop. Now, these two are actually put together. Turns yeah, out they, they don't live in Berkeley, these two. They're still still walking with uh, great amounts of fear in their faces. (laughs) I think you're reading a little bit of it. I am. (laughs) What are you doing when you're not filthy Armenian? Well, I've been, um, I'm a... uh, Oh. Let's see, they might... I'm in the film world. Oh, I had a feeling. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm, in, I'm a writer, and I've, direct, I've directed one, oh, one movie. Really? I've, I've produced uh, several documentaries. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's Okay. There's got to be something. There's that... Maybe the communist pizza place. We could just sit there. Jesus, I don't there's know. no place to sit. It's like... This is so strange. Without buying dinner, which I don't, I can't do. No, no, no. I, but I, I mean, I can. No, no, I just don't have time. You don't have time. But just say, yeah. Is there somewhere that just serves like a simple beverage? I know. There, there is. It's just too late. Fun. Is this crepe place close too? Because there's some people oh, over there. We might be able to do that. Okay. Let's, let's see. Just, if, we let's let's see. Yeah. Now, it fascinates me that we literally are at a loss for a single establishment we could sit down at. Yeah, yeah, right. But I think we could just sit down a little bit. Um, oh, you know, we'll yeah. just sit outside. Okay. Yeah, I'd just like ask. They may not like it. Wait a second. Oh, hold on. What's that say? Namaste something something. Is that a bar? Uh, on the other side. The bar was up there. This is a bar. Where? Here's a, oh, that's a bar and grill, it says. Ben oh, and Nick's. that's it, that's a grill. Yeah. That's it. Old school, it's like a real, it's not a, it's not Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, they're gonna want anal swaps. Uh, well, we'll do what, gotta do what you gotta do, you know? I mean, I like an anal swap that more. Who doesn't? Do you want this? Whatever it takes to make sure I'm safe. Right. Is this alright for the audio? Yeah, actually, yeah. I've been in. Sure? I'm, it's very frequently in loud restaurants. Music? Okay. Yeah, everything's fine. Uh, booth, is, booth is good. I think booth is more comfortable. Um. Yeah, no, the only, the thing about the car is, I'm used to loud shit. Let's go this way now. Yes. Okay. The car is, uh, just there's some, some frequency that fucks it up. I don't know what oh, it is. Yeah, oh. It's a mystery. Yeah. I'm going to use the restroom. Okay. Yep. Well, the Warriors game is starting. Are you a Warriors fan? No. Hate them. Are you a fan of any, anyone, anything? I Team love, ba- I love sports, love basketball, I just hate the Warriors. Right. Okay, cool. <laughs> Thank you.
while you were gone. It's right here. No, it's just me flirting with the waitress. Oh, good. Uh, so, so the, the way I flirted with her was by talking shit about you. Okay, great. Yeah. But did it work to the to the extent of her bringing a drink that you that you want? No, you have to order now. Okay. I, okay. Now you you are. I did not know what you wanted. No. Okay. I'll have a. I'll have. What are you gonna have? You gonna have? Do they have coffee? Same thing. They have, I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Well, ask. It's a bar. I mean. Yeah, they should. But you never know these days. They have all beverages. You never know these days. You're right. Neoliberalism, man. Neoliberalism, <laughs> man. So the short story about me oh, is yeah, that yeah. I became self-radicalized as a libertarian conservative in high school. Oh, 10th wow. grade. Thanks. Before the 2000... Yeah. So I've been at this for a long time. I've been... Oh, I, I was so hard. Oh, it was... Shit. Yeah, I got super influenced by Ayn Rand. I was friends with some of her closest friends early up in my teens. Wow. Yeah. So I, I started a newspaper in high school. I started a newspaper in college. I also wrote for the main one. Uh, both of them. And... and uh, oh, shit. I was a mis mischievous, you know, I was like, I read P.J. O'Rourke in 10th grade all year. I was a mischievous, comedic writer with polemical edges at those years. And then I got totally disenchanted with politics. And I, and I was already seeking an artistic path. I wanted to become more literary and I was getting into cinema and like I, I was more into the art of it. So I was like, I gave up politics to pursue art completely as a writer. Went to D.C. for a year trying to like... It, it was a bad bat. I was like, that's where I hit the wall on politics forever. We went where? Oh, DC. Oh, yeah, DC. for like internships wow. and shit. Oh god, horrible. So I hated it so much. But doing like libertarian shit. Well, it, I was that's freelancing cultural. Not at that point, I was over libertarian. But I was like, it was like cultural criticism from a but from a libertarian perspective. Who are you writing for? Well, I was I was like writing for the one gig I got. I was writing for like the Weekly Standard. I was writing for like the back of the book. Uh, I got it. I wrote a cover story for Washington City Paper, which is their all weekly, like totally. the main one, cool. which was at the time, not at the time, this is the post Jack Schaefer era. Badass, man. Oh, so oh. I wrote a cover story about them for making fun of all the college newspapers in town. Like it was a 4,000 word 
I, I you know I was like a featuring them yeah. and making the fun, making fun, and they they published it as a cover story. They didn't pay shit, but yeah. but whatever, four hundred bucks for like four thousand words. But it was a you know it was like fun. Um, what a great thing though. I, I wish I had that on my resume. That'd be awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah, I hope it's still on. I hope a cover cover in an alt weekly. Yeah, in an alt weekly. Yeah, it's too bad I don't have like a, I don't think I had a phys- I have a physical copy really of it because cool. they published it when I left town. Yeah. Yeah. But but yeah, that, I'm glad I got that in on my before I before that died. Everything died. That's like know? that's like a that's like punk rock credentials. Yeah. Right. <laughs> especially thing. as me. Especially as me and fucking yeah. Uh, yeah. DC. Right. So that's, I guess, my one highlight from that horrible time. I hated DC so much. Isn't it the worst place in the whole world? It's hell on earth. Absolute hell on earth. It makes me physically sick. I really do. I get this psychosomatic, like, meltdown. Yeah. I I, I got, it drove me to the depths of depression. Pick up my best friend, going back to middle school. He graduates Columbia's J school. Oh, yeah. Which is just a one-year program. So while I'm doing the internships, he's there. Pick him up in, in New York. We drive back to LA through the south. So, I, on the way, right, come up with our first screenplay together, which is a like screwball college comedy, where I was like finally realized after shunning uh, the movie format all through college. I made movies in high school, but I was like, this isn't a writer's medium. I had found myself saying, well, if there's one, if I'm gonna have to make compromises and find a thing where you can, I can potentially make a living whilst, while developing my, my creative vision, it's going to be writing movies, TV, not journal, not uh, literary journalism, which doesn't exist anymore. The thing I grew up admiring doesn't exist anymore. It just went, died. Well, right, right, right. In, so, in print. In print and online. I mean, even no, online. Well, it's videos. Yeah. You make videos instead of writing. Yeah. That's what you do, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what I do. That's or, what you, do. or you do or you podcast. It's the same. I mean, but, but, at right. le- but, whatever, but at the time, it was like, right, right, right. There, was no, there was no alternate yet. It was just like, <laughs> all of a sudden, that died. But there wasn't anything else yet. There were vlogs. When was this? This is, so I graduated uh, at UCLA in 07. So this is 07, 08. Yeah. And also, there's it's a depression. Exactly the moment this shit happened to me. My book got published in 2010. Yeah, and like right then, like the whole thing was was different. Like, and I had to like scramble, and like I couldn't get an academic job. And but yeah, since 2009, 10. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been like oh shit. Like, where do you grab onto? You know? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So, so okay. Come back. So that's early, dude. You're like. You're onto this shit early. Oh, I, I'm onto everything early. I, like I started with, I got rep filled at 14, and, and I got, oh, I got exhausted of. I was like, I, I, I got disenchanted with politics entirely at 20, and then I was like, so I'm like going through all this shit. I mean, I read, I read Polly at 18 and 2000. Like I saw her on Book TV live on Book TV. Damn. 2002. Book TV. Three, wow. Yeah. Which is my favorite show. Um, <laughs> so yeah, whatever, and so. <laughs> Then we so I pursue filmmaking, and I also participate in various revolutionary movements in Armenia, where my best friend is situated. No shit. So and we go back and forth, and eventually these combine. Well, so the first movie I made is a feature film, fiction narrative, but set on the hundredth anniversary of the Armenian genocide, and it comes out on that day. And it's set on that day, and it takes place in this grand old LA theater called the Los Angeles Theater. That's like a psychological mystery. Where's the theater? Downtown on Broadway. Oh, yeah. The I most famous that. old theater. In LA. Yeah, I love that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Beautiful inside, ornate, yeah, yeah. gorgeous. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big break, our one big break in life. 
was getting to use that theater yeah. for just a year. I lived in Little Tokyo for two years. Oh yeah, beautiful. It's perfect. I mean, it's not open for anything awesome, except man. shooting. But it's awesome. Wow. So that was the first movie, and then we found ourselves involved Amazing. in the revolution in Armenia. Made a documentary about that. Oh shit. That got a lot of. It got what, premiered at Toronto and all these major won all these major festivals. Netflix bought it Whoa. to be an original. Then, I don't know if you remember the war. I, I, I'm going to cut this part out because I'm literally not allowed to talk about the revolution. Monic cranberry with lime. Thank you. And what would you like to drink? Do you have coffee? No. <laughs> okay. I, mean, I wouldn't. Or, I mean, I'm kind of like okay. a coffee. Are you like a coffee coffee person? I mean, it, I, I'm, I'm just, just in the mood for it. If, okay. it, it's, if it existed. You know? Okay, let me do a I'll get something else, uh, maybe two, but then let's let just say, yeah. <laughs> Wow, man, <laughs> some deep, deep Armenian politics shit. Oh, like big that. time. Well, I'll send you anyway. The, a, man. Yeah, the long story. I know, no, I know nothing about this stuff. Yeah, yeah. no copy. No <laughs> okay, good to know. Um, I'll have a like a diet soda of some kind. Do you have Coke Zero or something like that? Yeah, we have a diet. Like it's an in-house cola that's not branded Coca-Cola, but it is diet. All right, I'll try that. Cool. Diet cola, you got it. Okay. In-house Diet Cola. In-house? How do you do in-house Diet Cola? Who, why, who needs it? She told me she's new here. <laughs> oh, God. Beyond depressing to consider the, the fate yes, of that. Yes, sorry, man. No, it's okay. Uh, it's it, it, That's just a... That, that, that was a calling of history. Right. So, there you go. That's the short answer about where I am. And it's not as revealing as perhaps you know on its without context but oh, okay no it's a the, lot it's <laughs> yeah. a lot it's okay. too much to process that's the problem no, no, that's why i hesitate that's no, interesting i just yeah the armenian thing man that's it's a, that combination of that and everything is always the puzzle right the armenian thing is such a pain yeah, in the ass yeah. it's been the pain in my fucking pain, ass yes. forever it's like you got it's like hard to fit nobody can make sense of it it's so fucking Bizarre and inscrutable. It's like, yeah, right. Which is exactly what my, our first film was about. Inscrutable is a word. Yeah, it's right. just fucking inscrutable. People are just like, ah, my life. What does that mean? Too complicated. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't have a meaning. Meaning to them. There's yeah. No, yeah. It doesn't. And even for me, and I live in Igor Rock. Like, I yeah, right next you don't know what that is. Yeah, it was, yeah. A, it was a ghetto, man. Everybody was the same, which is true. Like, but like. <laughs> which is why it's been our such a fucking burden for us to artistically give it that meaning that people, that passers-by can recognize. That's been one of the fucking uh, duties that I have, I have no interest in taking on, but found me, for fuck's sake. And for both of us, this is the case. It's a pain in the fucking ass, believe me. I just wish I could just like, I could be possessed of an idea and I could just relate it to someone and they would know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about because they understand the language and the words. <laughs> oh my God. I'm sure. Yeah, well, it's the poli- fucking annoying the to be Armenian. I mean, well, I mean, and then your politics, bro. And then my, you you and no then our politics. Where we're you little no chance at all. Uh, you have zero chance. Like, I have a hard enough time with normies. Who, what are you, who are you gonna talk to? Uh, well, I've, <laughs> yeah, I've learned to be, well, one thing I've learned up until this pandemic is to be super, 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 uh, uh, theatrical about my uh, 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 like cover up theatrically, like be very forget, very very uh, 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 patient with everything and not tip my hand in public. I mean in IRL, but without without cucking, without 
and it sounds like I'm a I puck. I know what you mean. But I, you mean. I would beg to differ. <laughs> I mean, it's the old conservative strategy of being the nicest guy in the room all the time. Right. Being the nicest guy, the only person in the room who seems to know that half of the country exists. Exactly. Strangely. Yeah. Strange sensation. In fact, I think it was just... Twilight you, Zone you know ass shit. Do you listen to FedPost? Oh, but I want to connect to you. Go back. I, I don't want to over, overlook your high school because okay. high school, as, as you can yeah. see from my brief history, high school is meaningful to me. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to. You were gonna say which one did you go to again? Oh, Cali. Cali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were gonna say when you were talking about the the forced integration, uh, the uh, busing, and you were saying that how of how and and you know I sidetracked you because I brought up. Hitler and Stalin having sex yeah. in order to make a baby, but you're about to say that despite all of the badness, the Hitler-Stalin the, of it, you were going to say, yet, but despite that, there is Oh, a, right. Yeah. Well, despite that, actually, looking one, back, one of the things I love about this place is it is truly diverse. And there is, it's a weird combination, and the Bay Area is, or Berkeley, really, Oakland, Oakland and Berkeley, is really unique in the goddamn country in this way. I don't, I haven't seen it, except for maybe the South, where, like, sorry, let me start over. Yeah, you, you mentioned that people are, the, the, the miscegenation so, so, is through the charts, off so the there's charts. A, so there's, well, the South has more miscegenation than, than, Ber saying, than yeah. Berkeley does, but yeah. Berkeley has a lot, a lot yeah. of it, and there's a lot... Like, my, my group of friends in high school was really, really mixed, and that was really normal, right. and it just wasn't a thing. Like, and we would still crack, I, I suppose, what you would call, like, race jokes or whatever, but, like, it was all cool. Black and white liquor. Yeah. Black yeah. and white liquor. Yeah, so, I mean, the social engine, my point, the, the social engineering works. Right, right. So, what are we, what, right, so, right wing, what are you gonna do about that? Like, I hate that shit. You know how much yeah. I hate that shit. But, I, but at the same time, I'm really, really grateful at how diverse my town is and was, still is. Yeah. And especially now, I mean, like, hang out in Berkeley for five minutes. It's like, it's really diverse. And it's diverse in a pretty relaxed way, which is weird in a town that is obsessed with race and thinks that everything is, everybody's racist. It's very weird. Also, I, oh, so that's a great thing you're pointing out because I have a similar, <laughs> um, I mean, like I, yeah. my memory of high school, where my high schools are like Berkeley, because of the busing in LA. But I went to LA. I went to public high schools, and they're like Berkeley. They're like third of it was black, third of it was uh, Latino, ten percent Asian, and then the rest is like white but with Persian, a lot of Persians, sure, yeah. obviously a lot of Jews in the West Side. Right. So a very mixed bag, yeah. very like Berkeley, huh? and and and. At the time, if you're a parent, it's got to be fucking annoying that your kid has to go to school and there's all these kids there who are like just the biggest troublemakers because they're not they don't give a shit about school, but they're forced to be there. They go they bus back to Compton. Uh, is it, you know it's, it can't be the most edifying sight to a parent, but I'm 100% grateful for that because yeah. thank God I played on the basketball team in middle school with. Kids exclusively from Inglewood and Compton wow. gave me a completely different and a coach seriously from, from Compton seriously like the janitor from Compton and that gave me a, and we went to games in fucking Martin Luther King High School yeah. and a fucking uh, John Muir yeah. uh, uh, not Muir but the the middle school Muir is not in Pasadena and uh, fucking whoever else you know 
Book, Booker T. Washington yeah. High School. <laughs> W.E.D. Dubois High my, School. My brother, Stokely Carmichael High my School. My brother went to Malcolm X Elementary School in Berkeley. Malcolm X Elementary Malcolm School. He did, yeah. Yeah. Still there. We drove right by it. Uh, fucking Angela Davis High School. Um, yep. Angela Davis was the speaker at my high school graduation. Oh, God. I swear to God. Berkeley. They couldn't go up there. They, 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 I mean, like, that's like... Isn't that amazing? Like, she was a member of the Communist Party then. What year was this? 1983. 83. She, she was a member. She was still a member. She ran for vice president on the Communist Party ticket that year, the year before. Hey, like, man. She was a member. She was the leading OG member. OG Kamala. Right? Yeah. Yeah, she was, uh, she was, I was, I mean, I always knew her as a... The Afro communist, you know. The, but yeah, so you're so you're grateful for the social engineering. I am, I am, I am 100 yeah. percent because I totally got. That's why. So what do you I know everything now? is bullshit now, huh? So so you know what I mean, like. Yeah. So what do you do now? Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe the answers are. I mean, they, maybe they had a point. Is my oh well. Maybe they had a point because it's a better it's a better world. Well, but it's a better world. But then. Yeah, it is a better world if you're if you went through to that. Me, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. I, mean, I, I 100% agree with I've that. I've a couple times I've briefly lived in like all white suburbs, like super, and I've just felt like I was on I just suffocating. Like I yeah. couldn't stand it for a second. And just being in a non-diverse, like lived in I lived in Oregon briefly, like for two years off and on, and it killed me. It just killed me. It was just Oregon's tough. But it's all white, and that yeah. it really bothered me. Like, yeah. and it wasn't just because it was so boring. Like any ghetto, I don't care what Glendale. Like, I would just go. I would get so sick of Armenians if I lived in Glendale. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's all. It just, yeah. And I just like diversity. Yeah, it's real a, diversity. Uh, yeah, I do too. I'm of the same. I'm of the, I'm cut from the same cloth because I like. I like it. But, I, I when it when when the political uh, baggage is removed from it. I, I it's like beautiful. it a lot. Then it's beautiful. That's Oakland. For me, that's how I experience Oakland. I recommend Oakland because it's it's working class, very di- and very diverse, and not nearly as political because it's working class. Because so, people don't give a fuck because they drive Uber. You know, they're like, right? They're just hustling. We're all trying to survive over there. It's like instead of you know. You really love this. But I mean, if only one you no. see Berkeley saw. Oh, oh the plan, dude. The plan. The plan. Jesus. And then I got high school in the plan. The plan, and then I got to go. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, high school first three, two and a half years was just like alienation, isolation, depression, loneliness. Um, had one best friend. We just hung out all the time exclusively, and then I became cool with the ska mod and in, in like late junior year, senior year, hung out with the music kids, the cool kids, punk rockers, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, senior year, I became the editor of the high, fucking up in school though all the time. Like, just yeah. didn't understand what the fuck they were talking about. Totally bored by it. Like, just yeah. lost. C's, D's, didn't even know what college to, there was. I didn't even know where to apply. But I did know that I was a writer somehow. Somehow I got that in my mind, and I ended up becoming the editor of the fucking newspaper at Berkeley High, which is a big deal because it's a big, it's a four thousand, three thousand student high school, so it's a big, big high school. Yeah. And I immediately started writing editorials, like attacking everybody. <laughs> like I attacked the faculty. I called them a bunch of mediocrities in the high school what newspaper. What possessed you to do this? In a public high school newspaper. Yeah. I called the faculty mediocrities because they were, because I knew they were. Because you just knew they were. I knew they were. What made you want to call them out? Like, I, I don't you know, remember? I've I just been thinking about this lately. Um, like, what, I've had a career of doing this. Like, I've never not 
talk shit my whole life. I was 16 years old when I started talking shit at Berkeley High in the Berkeley High School newspaper. Like, people threw stuff at me when I would walk across campus. They threw right. stuff at me. I had kids, like, threaten to break my arm in the locker, you know, by slamming the door of the locker on my arm because I wrote... What kind shit? of shit were you writing? I was writing shit about, like, um, there were, like, these preppies who used to hang out on the steps, and I called them a faceless entity, and they got really offended by that. Damn, that's a, that's a highfalutin zinger in high school. <laughs> I know. To call someone a faceless entity. I know, it was all silly. I made, but, but people, I was pissing people off. So I've had this like... No, but that's like a literary insult. Oh, the highest, yeah. I don't mean, I mean, that's like, that's like a... Oh. Like, a, you're a faceless entity. Right. It's like fucking... <laughs> yeah, damn, true. you know. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it's just, so, it, it shows the floor. <laughs> definitely... Yeah, right. The, the, snob, the love the snob, of words. They would have seen that as like snobbery as well, I guess, you know, right? Or something. Or? It's the love of words. You just yeah. had to use those words on those people. Faceless entity, yeah. Because they all wore the same polo shirts, you know? Yeah. So they looked the same. Yeah. And I didn't like it. I mean, I didn't need to criticize them, but like, you know. No, you, but you did need to do it. You just had well, to. It's something not, it's a, That's not my game, though. Somebody like, had to call them out. It became not. It's not my thing. Like, I don't. Well, it doesn't have to be your thing now. But, yeah. Sometimes you need to get, like, you know, you need to get, like, energized into a certain direction. For sure. And for you, for this sure. was your way into yeah. being a writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very proud of calling the faculty mediocrities. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could find that editorial. You should also be proud of calling those preppies a faceless entity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another one? Uh, no, I think we're good. I'll take the check. You'll take the check? Yeah. Um, so, um... I should not be... Sorry, right. I have to find my way back to the other guy. Okay, so we. So yeah, I did so that. You got, you, but, you, you, but here's you, the other you, thing. You get a reputation. Well, here's the other thing. I also wanted to be excellent. Um, I wanted the I wanted the giant newspaper to be excellent. So I made it I made it look like the New York Times. Yeah. I changed the masthead to the New York Times style, and I demanded that it be like that quality. So like I became very professional, very serious, careerist, I guess. Right. When did you get? When did that? Do you remember what's where that came from? Like your professionalism, instead of just treating it as a. Fun. I have no idea. Yeah, my ambition. That was yeah. it's my your, ambition. Your ambition. That's which is funny because in school I was a complete loser. Wait, I gotta press that button. Oh, it's reading. No. Okay. In school I was a complete loser and I was getting D's and F's all the time. And then you just got, yeah. It's big, it's big, yeah, sorry. Thank you. <laughs> and then I'll take that out. Thank Do you want a receipt? Uh, no. Okay, cool. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, the ambition came out of nowhere. My parents were had no ambitions whatsoever, except to be stupid revolutionaries, but certainly no business. Like, being like a business entrepreneur yeah. is like gross. Man. They don't like that. Yeah. It's seedy. It's gross. It's what those other people do. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know. I just can't, I really can't explain it. I knew I wanted to write. Um, I wanted to be a journalist. I knew that. Yeah. Because I would read the newspaper every single day. But like sports at first. I would just read the sports page. Me too, yeah. And then I wanted to be a sports journalist when I was like 15 maybe. Because I somehow knew that I could write. I knew that. And then I got into politics like around 16, 17. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to be a newspaper reporter. Yeah. Just straight up reporter. I read the newspaper every single day, cover to cover. The San Francisco Chronicle in the 19, early 1980s. Um, and so, yeah, then, yeah. So I became, but I, I became controversial as soon as I could. Right. As soon as I could. I was also, like, in the hipster crowd, too, right? Like, style. I was the style 
the avant-garde, you know, the mods and the punk rockers at the right. time. Um, so yeah, and we were making a, and we were really making a statement against the, the Berkeley anti-aesthetic, which was like, you know, hippies, post hippie, right. like, like old hippie, not even hippies who don't care. That's the that was the Berkeley aesthetic. It's really sad. It's like they don't trim their bushes here, like in both ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. if you drive down the street, yeah. you'll see like overgrown shrubbery, and of course they don't believe in like they they, they love their pubic hair too. They love the bush. Yeah. So. But. Yeah, I know what you mean. Right. The people who just don't care as much. Yeah, they don't care about what they look like. I say as I'm, I'm wearing like a black hoodie, but anyway. Well, that's these are your. This is your family. It's true. I'm trying to fit. I'm trying to fit in, so they don't kick me out again. Yeah. All right, I got to tell you the plan. Then I'm gonna go. Okay. Um. So, I'm. We're gonna form a political party. Uh, I will be elected mayor. Actually, no. I will be elected... Who, what's the head of the county called? Head of I'm, city council I'm, chairman? City council chairman? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to become the... I'm going to become head of Alameda County. Yeah. What is that? Anyway. No, governor. Governor. It's got to be governor. Governor of California. We're going to... Yeah, we need that because I have to control the deserts. We're going to force march... Uh, I believe it's going to be a rough, it's going to be in the area of half a million, five, 500,000 people out of the Bay Area, the San Francisco Bay Area metropolitan area. Los Angeles is going to be probably closer to a million. We're going to, and they're going to be in the high desert area. It's not too hot, you know. We're going to have camps out there. It'll be fine. Um, for the homeless. Air conditioning. Well, the new homeless, yeah. yes. These were previously very wealthy tech entrepreneurs oh, okay. for the most part. No, it's going to be anybody who's a communist, um, instead of throwing them out of helicopters, I just, I'm a humanitarian, you know? So okay. So you're going to give them a sort of a vacation. There's going to be sort of like... It's a, permanent, though. Permanent, yeah, permanent I mean, vacation. we're going to talk about whether they get visitation rights. I don't think so. Yeah. The right of return, I'm not sure they deserve. You know, sort of like the Palestinians that they so love. Um, that's the idea, man. Now imagine that. Imagine if you could force march half the population out of here. <laughs> out of? Of your choosing. Of your choosing. Of your choosing. You, you get to like one, you get to choose to like expel one out of two people of yeah. your choosing. You interview them. You get to know their family history. I mean, you make them fill out forms, questionnaires. Yeah. Oh, you spend time. Can you imagine how beautiful life would be? In well, this place, we have the bay, we have the Pacific Ocean, we have mountains, we yeah. have hiking trails. It's the most beautiful place. Yeah. The people, though, yeah, are the worst. And I, I would, I too, wonder what it would have been like to have a family that wasn't sidetracked from the main point by a million other bullshit things. Right. Oh, yeah, right. You know. Right, right, right. Yeah. The revolution. The, the revolution, revolution was so much more important than I was. Yes, and you, you have to, we all have this fantasy of and what <laughs> and which life one was, looks like without the fucking revolution. And which one was more successful, Mom? Me or the revolution? Right. She's afraid of the answer to that. Boom. <laughs> Just watched it. Yeah, exactly. She's afraid of the answer to that. Alec, Big time. Bing, you just nailed it, dude. That was like years of therapy right there. We just said, <laughs> hey, uh, all distilled into one. <laughs> it was. That was amazing. Like I, 
fuck, I could have saved like tens of thousands of dollars. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, she's afraid of that answer, that's right. That's right. Alright, man. It's been a pleasure. It's been amazing. Yeah. More to come, It's been I amazing. Know. Yeah. Guitar playing right here. Yeah, mama don't allow no guitar playing right here. I don't care what mama don't allow, play my guitar anyhow. Mama don't allow no guitar playing right here. Hey, mama don't allow no bass in this place. Yeah, mama don't allow no bass in this place. I don't care what mama don't allow, play my bass anyhow. Mama don't allow no bass in this place. What mama don't lie, gonna play my drums in the Mama don't lie, no drumming, gonna. Anyhow, mama don't lie, it's all blended at the same time.